This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right, thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the program, everybody, for this Tuesday morning. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the air. I've got my shoulder injury under control. So. All right. The old sports injury. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you titled yesterday's uh, episode, right, Joanna? I did, yeah. It was like a 30-minute episode, but you know what? I still got that on demand up. Yay. Wow. How you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. I'm, 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 I was just thinking I'm almost due for my 10-year uh, when my back goes out. It happens like once a decade. Once a ba- decade? Yeah, and I'm down for like four days in a row. Oh, wow. Uh, do we predict that happening in August? I don't I don't know. It, actually, it's overdue. So if it happens <gasps> about every 10 years, it's actually been about 12 or 13 it's years since brewing. it happened. Started at the shoulder. And it's always like I'm bending over <laughs> to get one bag of groceries out of the car or something. It's never like I'm doing anything really strenuous. And sometimes, bam, just my back will go out. Trying to catch a miniature basketball? <laughs> well, that was that was how I injured my shoulder. I mean, it hurt. I went in and got x-rayed. It hurt bad enough I thought I dislocated my shoulder. I can't believe you actually went to a doctor. I know. He's like, this is going to mess up my golf game. I better get it checked out. Welcome to uh, Tuesday, everybody. We've got a lot going on today and plenty to talk about, including a true crime report that's on the way later this morning. Bring you the latest crime news. Uh, later in the show, we've got an Am I the A-Hole today. Uh, who's got the background on that one? I got the background okay. on that one, so yeah. Nico's going to be bringing us uh, an Am I the A-Hole scenario coming up. Yep. We're going to be talking about uh, weddings. Weddings. Ooh. Yeah, it seems like there's always a lot of drama. Weddings show up in the... Am I the a-hole a lot? Quite a bit, yeah. Let's get a look at El Paso weather. Sunny today. Winds are going to be 10 to 15, 96 for today's high temperature. Kind of push repeat on that for the next few days. It looks like mid-90s and sunshine. No rain in the forecast on through uh, Saturday. Then Sunday is kind of of pretty far out to be predicting this, but they're putting a chance of rain in Sunday's. Uh, evening forecast, but other than that, looks like all sunshine highs are going to hit those mid-90s all week long. All right, let's review what everybody is working on and tell us what's coming up, Nico, in news headlines. What do you have uh, coming up for news? Uber is unveiling new products that you might be interested in. They're uh, making it easier for you to book a party bus. So uh, the ride-sharing app is partnering with U.S. Coachways, and it's going to allow you to reserve a party bus um, for any birthday, prom, or big event in your life. Well, that's uh, certainly life-changing. The San Francisco (laughs) company is also going to launch Uber Eats at Stadium. So if you want a Dodger Stadium hot dog, well, you could get one from Uber. 
Wait, so you're not at the stadium, but you want one of their hot dogs anyway? Yeah. Or, or are you saying you're at the stadium, but you want somebody other than the hot dog guy to bring it to you? That's exactly <laughs> the feature that I'm talking about. You're at the stadium, you want your hot dog, and, and don't go want to the concession stand. You. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You've got. Fans can order food in the app and skip the line. So All what right. do they just have, like Uber Eats deliverers standing around in the... Yeah. Well, with, not multiple, maybe a couple. the concourse? Yeah. Another, they're going to snap into action and go get your food. Once they get an order through the system. Honestly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Another new feature uh, in ordering Uber Eats through the Google Assistant, and they're testing out robot deliveries. <laughs> where you can just right. say, Google, get me food. Uh, Joanna Entertainment News, you got anything uh, you got anything to tell us about coming up in entertainment news today? Sure. Black Mirror is returning to Netflix for a sixth season. I read this headline uh-huh. and I can't tell got you excited. how Yeah, I was got a little bit excited. Me too. Because the Black Mirror guy, and I can never remember his name. Charlie Booker. Charlie Booker, there you go. Charlie Booker's the guy who created Black Mirror. He said he was kind of done with that, you, you know, exploring that universe and that series. Especially, like, in 2020 when we were all just expecting a new season and he was just like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're living, living in right now. It's too tough to, to bring bring it back. It really didn't sound like they, he had any intention of bringing Black Mirror back. But I think uh, what I had read is that it's currently filming. Yeah. Oh, so I'm it's sorry. not coming Charlie out anytime soon. Brooker is his name. Brooker. And go. Annabelle Jones. They've agreed a new deal with Netflix, and they will be bringing back the sci fi series. For the last season of Black Mirror that they had only had like three or four episodes. Yeah. They and they're to... saying this one will have more episodes. Was the final season, that was the one where Miley Cyrus was yes. like the voice of a personal assistant? Or... Yes. Uh, was it the one with the uh, USS Callister? Yes. Or... That was the final. That, that was the final season. I think so. If and it wasn't was the final the season, it was the only episode that was good. No, that wasn't the final season. That was like season two with Jesse no. Plemons. No, it wasn't season. No, two. it was. It was the second to last or the last season. It was. Oh, season those. four. Yeah. So it was the first episode of season four. That was a good episode. That was a good one. With Jimmy Simpson in it. Did you see that one? About the Star Trek? Yeah. I, right I'm bringing t- it. Uh, Jesse Plemons was the main guy in it. Yeah. yeah, but I know how you people in your age group are. You might have just read it on Wikipedia I or seen memes it about I'm it. I'm of his generation. Okay. All right. I don't mean to cast dispersions on anybody's generation. Hey, uh, great shirt for the corporate meetings today. <laughs> the bosses are going to love your nautical-themed sea- seahorse print shirt. Thank you, Joanna. My Aunt Jana's had a shower curtain that looked like that in the 70s. Oh, she didn't look as stylish as I do, I bet. Nico's got uh, a shirt, a button-up short sleeve, and it's got little uh, seahorses on it. Yeah, I look fly. Do you have a problem with looking fly? <laughs> I'm sorry, you dress like a middle school student every day when you come in khaki pants and a red polo t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have dressed differently if I'd remembered that today was corporate oh, day. Oh no! You forgot? <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about it. Uh, but what do you, do you like uh, Nico's shirt? I do. It's got I a like nautical it. theme. I wish I had like a little headband that accompanied it. Right. right. We could be matching. Yes. Let's match forever. Okay. <laughs>
KLAQ uh, is proud to welcome back Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday in the 2022 season. And concerts start at 6 p.m. We'll have live performances on the uh, El Paso Community College CTE patio stage. And then the main act is going to be the amphitheater. The concerts are free to attend. So keep that in mind. Some of these are very, very popular. We opened the series last Thursday with Mariachis Los Herreros. And uh, there's always a big turnout. And then there's a like an overflow turnout for certain acts. The concert's, again, free to attend, but get there early because space is limited. You can find the entire series lineup for West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar of klaq.com. You can also find more details on the KLAQ mobile app. Special thanks to some of our other sponsors, White Claw Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, Charlie Clark Nizan, and Superior Sign and Lighting. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's get a preview of Loudwire Nights uh, tonight, starting at 7 o'clock. Tony gets to play a lot of Nine Inch Nails, one of her favorite bands. Because today is Trent Reznor's birthday. So, a lot of bonus Nine Inch Nails tonight. At 10 o'clock, Mission Metallica gets underway. As the uh, the Sandman entered the show to start that block of Metallica. The Sandman entered... Maybe that's what it's supposed to mean. The Sandman enter. The Sandman enters the show to start. Okay, it must be a pun. And they didn't say, hey, this is like, <laughs> we're having fun with one of the names of one of the Metallica's on. <laughs> At 10, Mission Metallica gets underway as the Sandman enters the line. show. The Sandman entered the show. Okay. Uh, so the Mission Metallica. <laughs> That's all his brain's going to be thinking about for the next like 40 minutes. Gets underway as the Sandman enter the show to start that block of Metallica. Okay. I was a little confused, but then I realized, oh, it's supposed to be clever wordplay, but without the clever part. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the uh, networks are announcing their new shows for the fall season, but I don't know if there's anybody left that cares about network television. Like, is it even worth mentioning at this point? What, what's network television again? That's ABC, ABC NBC, ABC, CBS. Okay. CBS. Versus cable, which is like... TNT. TNT, TBS. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I like 911, and I just heard it got renewed, so... Wait, which 911? Both, actually. I like both of them. Lone Star? Lone Star and regular 911. Is Rob Lowe on one of those? Yes, he's on the Lone Star one. Ooh. It's real good. And is it, it is it appointment viewing for you? Like you know where you're going to be on... Well, I watch it, it the next day. Because Hulu? Yes. Because Hulu. Because Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> on TV uh, tonight, the stand-up special Cat Williams World War Three is on Netflix. Yeah. Good to see Cat Williams come back season finale of Mr. Mayor is tonight on NBC and that's one of the shows that we already heard has been canceled yeah, so I this I guess is the series finale probably mm-hmm. over on TLC the 23rd season premiere of Little People Big Wor- World uh, 
Foxheads name that tune tonight at 8. And who do you believe tonight on ABC? Tonight's schedule also includes FBI at 7. This is us, the Chase, FBI International at 8. And New Amsterdam, Mayans MC, and FBI Most Wanted at 9. What was that, Joanna? You gasped? or This is us is ending. Right. I think this is the second to last episode. You a big fan? Yep. That's the one with Mandy Moore, right? Yes. And the uh, Vermiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. V- Milo Ventimiglia. And that they got a couple that are like uh, plus size couple. Oh, they're divorced now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. She's fine. married to, to somebody a, else. To a different guy. To a British guy. Americans, okay, here you go. Compare yourself to this study. People uh, reported how many spam calls and spam texts they get in the course of a week. So use this as a as a gauge whether you're uh, above average or not. I think one thing we all have in common is we're getting more and more spam calls, and we we all hate it. No matter where you are on the political spectrum, right? You know, <laughs> we left all wing, hate it. right wing, Team Johnny, Team Amber. I don't think it matters. Everybody hates Hate getting spam calls. Yeah. According to the latest data, the average American gets twenty six scam calls a week, along with eleven spam texts. I don't know if I get twenty, but I bet I get at least. I don't know if I get twenty six, but I bet you I get at least fifteen scam calls and by scam calls i count the ones where it's like oh this is coming from uh you know a different area code or a different part of the country right. and i just decline mm. I, i'm counting that as a as a scam call that's mm. how his mom can't get a hold of him oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but spam text i get oh, i must time. get yeah. i must get over 100 how are people getting only 11 spam text I just got one. I get yesterday. all kinds of texts saying my computer's been hijacked and I've got to pay a ransom. Hi, Angel. Hi, Angelica. It's Nate from EF Gap Year. Excited you reached out. I'm not Angelica. <laughs> Sounds like you barely even know Nate. <laughs> uh, the. Nationwide survey found that people in some states do get spammed more than others. People in Pennsylvania report getting the most spam calls with 31 per week. Uh, Other states where people get hit with a lot of spam calls, New Jersey, Oklahoma, and Texas. Mm -hmm. Not just being paranoid. The luckiest people are in New Mexico with only nine spam calls a week. 91% of people claim they no longer answer calls from unknown numbers. Yeah, I I would figure that would be somewhere around 100%. Like if it's a number and you don't know who it is and it's coming from Van Horn or something. You ever get those? Where it's like an unknown number in K2TO or someplace. What do you do? Just decline them? Yeah, usually. Unless, like, some, I'm the kind of fool that's like, maybe this is a producer I've never heard of and just found me. And it's my one <laughs> shot oh, at life. Right. And 
And yeah, then what if you've got a job where it's like I need to, I do get calls from unknown sources uh, a lot. Yeah. You got And if I up, miss this, you got to pick shots. up all that crap. And, and sometimes I pick it up and there's nobody on the other line. Like nobody picks up. I just yes. hear maybe like a click or yes, this or that. That's right. And I wonder, are they oh, trying yeah. to steal my voice? Like, because I go, hello? hello. Hello. Oh my God. Is that oh, a thing that scammers oh my do? God. No, I don't think so. But in my head, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how it must cost almost nothing to do this because sometimes Mm-mm. it's a the, robot. It picks up and there's they don't even leave a message. So mm-hmm. it's like, whatever you're trying, if you're trying to scam right. me or sell me something. It's not working, so it must just be me. If it's next to free, they'll leave a message. <laughs> right. As if it's important, they'll leave a message or they'll text me. Exactly. As gun violence surges in America, particularly in schools, a nonprofit in Canton, Ohio, is offering first aid training to teach children how to treat gunshot wounds. Oh my God! The training is going to include how to stop bleeding and how to put on a tourniquet. All right, we've reached a point in this country if it's like, well, guess we got to train our kids on how to put a tourniquet on a gunshot wound. <laughs> Have we just kind of given up on the idea of doing our something about like school saved. shootings? Right. Right. When it gets to the point where it's like, well, we're going to we, treat. We're you just going to have to manage them now. Right. Are we not even discussing? That was like the same discussion that came up when they were like, check out these new bulletproof backpacks for your kids. Right. This is even worse though, because we're we're not even trying to stop them from getting no, shot. It's like in, it's, when uh, it eventually happens, yeah. here's how you'll be able manage to it. manage. Yeah, we, they're going to get shot. We know it. So here's how you can help. Although first aid to teaching uh, teenagers and children not the worst idea in the world. True. Just to teach them first aid in general. Yeah, I would imagine they're you know you, as much as you hear about school shootings when they happen, I would guess like standard first aid treatment would be much more likely to come in handy. Oh, absolutely. Like how to Heimlich is another kid or... Yeah, Heimlich. I mean, they, they teach you the same thing for for the uh, gunshot ones too. Compression, elevation, tourniquet. I guess we we should have opened our eyes to the obvious when they started teaching kids like how to hide if a school shooter is right. coming down the hallway. At that point, we should have, as a culture, put our foot down and said... All right, we've got to, this is happening in school. If this were happening like every week, there was a courtroom getting shot up. Mm-hmm. It, it, that doesn't happen because they've already put measures in place like metal detectors and all this other stuff. But it, say it was happening in some segment where people make a lot of money, you know, or, or anything like that. You think it'd be taken care of? Yes. It'd be like, I don't care how much it costs. We're going to make sure that nobody brings a gun into this courtroom ever look at the security at different places like like a courthouse yeah uh, they and- actually care about whether or not somebody's going to go in there and shoot shoot it up how do we not care enough about our schools to make it well then are you suggesting that we have a uh, security guard force and metal detectors at every school now yeah there's no there's no money for that you think there's money for find the money for it that's like a trillion dollars there's way more schools than there are courthouses Way more. Also, that this doesn't happen in Europe. I, when is the last school shooting that happens at pretty much anywhere else in the world? I think the United States is very rare. We definitely have a reputation. Yeah, that it happens here. 
I, even to say way more than other countries would be unfair. It happens almost, almost exclusively only. Yeah. in American schools, right? And McDonald's has decided to abandon Russia for good. Ugh. When this Ukraine invasion took place, we'd heard that McDonald's were shutting down uh, their operations in Russia, and now they're pulling out altogether. They're selling all their businesses there after... Seeing what Russia's doing uh, to Ukraine. So the McDonald's, I remember when it was a big story when the first McDonald's opened in Russia mm-hmm. because they were still the Soviet Union at the time. I think the line was about two miles, maybe. Yeah. Well, it was long. A, that's it was like about a what it was what it was to buy bread and milk at a grocery store in communist <laughs> Russia anyway. But that was a real bellwether moment. Wow, they're allowing McDonald's in Russia? Maybe the Soviet Union's about to crack. And now uh, McDonald's has said they're done for good with doing business in Russia. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. If anybody at all cares about network television, they're coming out with some of their plans for the uh, fall schedule. Nobody cares? Nobody watches uh, network television? Yes, no, I, I do. Yep. Okay. Because it still comes out on Hulu. <laughs> True. How do they That's figure that all in? Like, if somebody watches the show, say you watch 911 Lone Star, but you watch it on Hulu, do they still get credit for that being a high-rated show if a lot of people... Are you asking me how yeah. ratings work now for TV shows? I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah, I, have I, don't no know. Idea. I don't know if they go from their Nielsen's on the actual TV to their streaming numbers once it gets on to... Because once the show's aired then they make it available for repeat viewing yeah i and i'm asking because i don't know i don't know either i have no idea if you dvr something and watch it back do you get credit credit? because you're not watching during that time you probably fast forwarded through all the commercials too i mean the only reason they care about ratings is so that they can sell commercials Right. That's the whole point of the ratings. So but, if you're not watching the commercials, why why would it matter if you watch the show? I, I think they still rely on self-reporting for uh, TV ratings. I don't think they have yeah, the they're digital. Called, uh, they're called diaries. So if your house gets a diary, if probably a lot of people have had this before, you're supposed to write down what you're watching for television. Yeah, and they send you like four bucks or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, but the real thing is, oh, I'm going to have some control over what shows possibly get renewed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but that's the way it worked 50 years ago. I don't know how it works now. On, like, online, they can get numbers for when you click on it and watch it, so it's a lot faster. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones just celebrated its 20th anniversary yesterday, and Hayden Christensen did a an interview with StarWars.com, and he defended uh, the prequels. And Ewan McGregor had done an interview where he defended the Star Wars prequels. Here's what Hayden Christensen had to say. Watching the prequels again as a whole, I was really struck with the quality and depth of the storytelling and George's Lucas vision for all of it. It's so nuanced, complex, and layered. It's really remarkable. I I agree. I thought the prequels were good. Were good. I mean, there were some things that I just have to pretend didn't happen, like Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I enjoyed the prequels. I got goosebumps the first time I saw 
the Phantom Menace. You got goosebumps from Phantom. Yeah, okay. When like the the song comes up and it, like a trailer. No, no, no. Dun, 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 just the whole thing uh, was. It was great. But you've heard the thing where like Star Wars fans of the first three movies hate the prequels or the prequels somehow ruin the original franchise or whatever. Yes. But you don't. Star agree. Wars fans are some of the most toxic people in the world. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they really bag on the prequels almost as much as they bag on the sequels. <laughs> but some of the stuff that they would bag on the prequels for, they also did in the original trilogy. It's like, well, oh, you got all these cute little characters. You mean well, like Ewoks? Ewoks? Yeah, but at, even in Return of the Jedi, they were trying to sell uh, toys. By that time, at least. Uh, a little more from Hayden uh, Christensen, who I guess is returning as Darth Vader. Although he never really played Darth Vader, just for like five seconds at the end of Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader. Here's what he said. Because he was still Darth Vader before the electric implant, the electronic stuff. Like he, yeah the the emperor had declared him his apprentice, and then he went and slaughtered all and the younglings like, at the Jedi Temple. Red eyes. Yeah, his eyes got real red, man. You could tell he was all Sithy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little more from Hayden Christensen, though. It's like those films had a gestation period where they needed a little time to ferment in the public psyche. The reception that the films have now, it's very heartwarming. And he recently rewatched all of the prequels to prepare for the Obi-Wan series, which premieres on the 27th on Disney+. Plus. How excited are you for Is that? Is that 27th of May? May? Yeah. Uh, pretty freaking excited. You know, see what Obi-Wan is doing and probably like heating up soup in his little adobe. <laughs> what do you think right. he's doing? Like yeah. sweeping the sand out. I don't know, making Tuscan Raider friends. No, not friends. Making sure they're afraid of him. Yeah, Remember he can do the call. When he, when he, yeah, right. He, the 27th, the Obi-Wan series, and somehow Kristen Hadenson is uh, involved in it in some way or another. George Lopez uh, has a new sitcom. Remember I told, uh, I mentioned this to Joey Medina, and he hadn't heard about it because Joey was one of the original Latin kings of comedy along with George Lopez. He was, yep. Uh, NBC announced its fall schedule, and it only includes two new shows. Okay. Lopez versus Lopez will air on Friday nights in the same block with Young Rock. It's a family comedy starring George Lopez and his daughter, Mayan. Oh. The other new show is Quantum is the Quantum Leap reboot, which will air on Monday nights. It stars Raymond Lee as the new time traveler and Ernie Hudson as the guy running the project in the future. So I guess Ernie Hudson is the Dean Stockwell of this version of Quantum Leap. I think Joanna and I are too young to okay. have watched Quantum Leap. You've never heard of Quantum? No, Scott I know, but Bacula. Scott Bakula travels would, in time. And he travels, not like his body, but his mind will travel into somebody else, right? There's Doesn't always a thing where he looks, like whatever's going on, and then he looks in a mirror, and he said, the, you hear Scott Bakula say, oh boy. And then <laughs> oh he shows boy. that it's, uh, you know, 
Like he's a Japanese guy the night before Hiroshima's bombed, or it's like, like he's found himself in some and kettle of fish. And like, and he never came back. Yeah, or something yeah, it's like one that. of those where it's like Doctor. I think his name was Sam Beckett. Was the character Doctor Samuel Beckett never returned to his own timeline? <gasps> so it was kind of a downer. Was <laughs> the series was ending. Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters? Yeah, Ernie Hudson is the fourth Ghostbuster. Yeah, and he's going to be like the Dean Stockwell. That's cool guy. Speaking of reboots, Night Court is being held for a mid-season debut. It stars Melissa Roach as the daughter of the original Night Court judge, Harry Anderson. John Larroquette returns from the original series. I guess you guys don't know anything about that show. I do know about Night Court just because of television history. How are they even bringing it back? (laughs) It's Harry Anderson's daughter. That's crazy. What? I mean, Melissa Rauch from Big Bang Theory. Oh, I, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's Bernadette. the bl- Bernadette, the blonde one, the little one. Were you a big Night Court fan? <laughs> you know, it was a comedy, right? I was, you know, I'd watch it maybe when it was on or catch a rerun here or there, but not, not a loyal viewer of Night Court. Uh, other mid-season shows include American Auto Grand Crew. That's my jam in the wall. And Fox announced some new shows, but not its full fall schedule. They uh, didn't close deals to bring back 911 and The Resident until just before their presentation. The biggest new show that Fox rolled out is Monarch, a country music drama starring... Susan Sarandon and Trace Atkins. Oh my God, this hasn't come out yet. I feel like I've seen this the, show. The trailer has been like playing nonstop, and I'm like, when does it start? When does it start? Yeah. And you know what? It, it reminds the trailer for that reminded me so much of the show Na- Nashville. I think Nashville. Yeah. I thought, oh, this must be a spinoff of that, or, <laughs> but it's not. It's a new show, and uh, that's on the Fox schedule. There's also a crime anthology called Accused about a missing persons drama. Oh, excuse me. There's a comma in between there. A crime anthology called Accused, comma, and a missing persons drama called Alert. Chef Gordon Ramsay got a new competition series called Gordon Ramsay's Food Stars. Again, this sounds like a show I've seen like half a dozen (laughs) of that show already. And Fox is bringing in two new animated series. There's Grimsburg, produced by and starring John Hamm, and Crapopolis by Rick and Morty creator Dan Harmon. <laughs> Crapopolis? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Crapopolis. And Black Mirror is coming back to Netflix for a sixth Woo! season. Join us. Going to have more about this, I guess, in entertainment news. But Charlie Brooker had said. Uh, back in 2020, he's probably he was probably done with Black Mirror because we're kind of like living in we're living the in dystopian yeah. future. The world's gotten too weird, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on hold. Uh, so I was I, I'm pleasantly surprised to find out that uh, there is going to be another season of Black Mirror. The the last season of Black Mirror didn't seem like a full season. It only seemed like there were like it three or four episodes. three episodes. Is that all it was? Yeah. It was, they, they ran like a little bit longer than an hour. Oh. Didn't they have Bandersnatch too, the movie? Then there was the movie, yeah. And then there was no season six. And that was 2020. 
I'm trying to remember the last season. There was the one where Miley Cyrus is um, the one with Anthony Mackie and where they're other playing guy. video games yeah. and then they try kissing. Yeah, and they because like they're it. like super. Their avatars are super attracted to each other. Yeah, playing what? some kind of Mortal Kombat. What together. was the other episode? I think it's a guy in a car and he's got a bomb attached <gasps> to his yes. head. Do you remember that one? He was like the Uber driver or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Did you think that one was good? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> And I didn't like the Anthony Mackie one, and I'm not that even sure okay. I really liked the Miley Cyrus one, other than it was Miley Cyrus singing all Nine, nine Inch Nails, Nails songs. <laughs> yeah, that was the only good part. And then that uh, that Choose Your Own Adventure, Which, by I the never way, got it, to the end of that. Never, no, ever did I get to the end of that. It would tell you, like, oh, you can choose which one, and then you would choose something, and it's all, mm, are you sure you want to choose that one? Go back. No, so I make, thought I made it. Like, would make you choose what it wanted you to choose. And I was like, yeah, let's just get this over with. I no. mean, if you persisted, yes. it would let you see the thing, but it definitely was trying to guide you toward the choose your own adventure. That's what it was, basically. It was a choose your own adventure book. I used to love choose your own adventure books. And just like those with this one, I made sure to know every ending and see all of the different uh, <laughs> routes. Dork. Why? It was no, cool. I bet a lot of people. It was pretty did that. cool. It was but cool. I just didn't like it once it was all like, mm, are you sure that's what you want to choose? Go back. And then it would make you choose the other thing. Yeah, I remember I wanted to take the offer to join the company. and Yeah. You know, it's like, it that's like, the smart decision. But then it was leading into like, mm, a dead end. Uh, anyway, Black uh, Mirror is going to be back, but they're not saying when. They're just saying that it's in production. It's in pre-production. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. I've got a list here of things that millennials are, say boomers can't get enough of, and I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer, so oh, I'm in right. the middle. But there are some things on the on the list of things boomers just can't get enough of that I think apply to me, so I thought I'd quiz you guys. Okay. And uh, right. we'll have that list coming up. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Buzz, tell me what's happening. What's up, Buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's up, Buzz? Here's the uh, telephone number to reach the morning show. Call us directly in the studio, 915-910-4995. That's 910-4995. You leave a message for us on the neckline, and that number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Joanna, tell me about your article, the the lady who went in the monkey enclosure. (gasps) Do you remember her? I thought I saw, like, they were interviewing this mm-hmm. woman. Was she the one who fed hot Cheetos, Cheetos. to the monkeys? Yes, she is. Her name's Lucy Ray. If you'll remember, this was almost a year ago. But she's speaking out now, and she says she doesn't believe she did anything wrong. Was it Nobody almost was like hurt. she was kind of blaming the zoo for not having it, like, harder for people to get into the monkey enclosure? I think at first that was, like, the stance. Like, she was like, well, there was nothing there. There, you know, I could easily walk through it, and the zoo's like, yeah, but you know, common sense, don't get into the monkey enclosure. I mean, I learned, I guess, keep hot Cheetos to yourself. That's what she said. That if anything, that's what she's learned. Keep her hot Cheetos to herself, and she can't share. Don't feed them to monkeys. So she admits that feeding them hot Cheetos. Was yes. a mistake, and she they they're 
argument is, well, one Cheeto isn't going to hurt them. Oh, that red dye. Can you imagine waiting a whole year to say something that dumb? <laughs> trying to think of monkey puns. <laughs> well, why, why is she speaking? Is there... Um, Does she still have a, a trial or legal There's issues? There's still a, an investigation underway, so they can't really talk a lot about it. But she did want to come out and say, like, hey, yeah, I don't think I did anything wrong. Sitting with her attorney and boss, Mark T. Davis, mm-hmm. Ray would not speak on the incident as remember there's a pending she, criminal lawsuit I underway. remember she was working at another law firm, but when they found out that it was her, they fired, they fired her. her. So and this then, is the guy who hired her because did he say something like uh i'd be proud to have this yes. cheeto monkey feeding uh, girl <laughs> yeah. as part of my staff he thought it was a bit disgraceful that the other law firm fired her and he decided to take her on i mean could she have gone to jail at any point like could it, they have thrown her behind the monkey bars nice but no i'm serious was it criminal I don't think they I, noticed mm, until it was posted on yes. social media uh, later. Wasn't that the thing? Like that's she, exactly what she happened. posted it or someone else? Posted. Somebody else posted it and nobody at the zoo like took notice of it until later that the the video started going viral. Uh, Ray received a lot of criticism for feeding the animals Cheetos. Were they regular Cheetos or were they flaming hot? Flaming hot. Flaming hot. Yeah. Of course it's an El Paso monkey. <laughs> Zoo officials say the monkeys are on a strict diet and even have a sign posted that asks guests not to feed the animals. Ray and her attorney, Mark Davis, both argue that one Cheeto would not harm the animals. Mm-hmm. The attorney explains no animal was ever abused, adding that there are many videos online that show monkeys consuming all types of human food like popcorn and beer. He's like, if you do a simple search on YouTube. Yeah. I've also seen monkeys smoking cigarettes Cigarettes. on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) He's also, one Cheeto is not going to hurt them. I want to know what would have happened if this had gone bad. Like, what if right. the monkeys like if had ripped attacked her? Nose her? Off yeah. or, something? or an allergic reaction to the, the or it's, it was spicy too. I'm not sure that they could always handle spicy stuff. You're thinking if it had gone bad, like a monkey attack, or if the monkey had been right. seriously like injured. Right, like if she had been injured. Oh. What would have happened? Well, it'd still be her fault for going past the zone of safety that they, they put up, right? She, she had to climb over something. She enclosed. climbed over something. Which, okay, it was okay. It was like easy to get through. But, you know. Yeah, it is kind of weird, sense. though, that a year and some late. Over, how almost long? a year. Almost it was like year. May 26th of last year. And wasn't there other another zoo breach incident? Yes, like a couple of weeks year? before. Yeah. Somebody put like their kid into the, I want to say, orangutan mm-hmm. exhibit. Oh, that's not a good idea at all. Man, there are just not good monkey puns out there. <laughs> there's oh. a uh, there's a BuzzFeed list here that I'm going to share with you. On monkey puns? No. <laughs> oh, you want me to give you some monkey puns? I, is that what the BuzzFeed list is? No, no, no. no. This is unrelated. I'm no. switching gears here. Oh, okay. So We're this, working on separate things. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, 
a list of things that boomers are obsessed with that make no sense to millennials. Hmm, yes. And there's a long list of them here. I thought I would... You know what I'll one... Get, I'll break them up into threes, and out of the three, there's one that I, I, I'll admit I, I do. Okay, repeat the title. Habits that... Uh, Boomers boom. are obsessed with, or they're not, it's, it's more like, it's habits that boomers have. Okay. Boomer habits that, that make no sense to millennials. Oh, you have one that just drives me crazy. Uh, that I have to go to the theater to purchase How did the you tickets. know? It's like we're in each other's brains. Because the last time I went to a movie, I went and bought the tickets, and you told me that was such a boomer thing to do. But we found out there's a reason why he does that. Because he's tried to buy them online before and ended and up buying got, like nine. He bought nine tickets to the wrong showing. Yeah. I only wanted three tickets, but I bought <laughs> three to the wrong show, then I bought three to another wrong show, and then I finally got three tickets for the show I wanted. So I paid three times. But when we go see a movie, I'm like, uh, let me just buy it online. We'll, we'll get the tickets, you know, walk right in. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. You made us drive there, buy the tickets, and drive back to work so we could wait for the movie to start. Yeah, the whole process took like under 15 minutes. You could have just stayed there. Mm. Wasn't your movie like 20 minutes after? <laughs> yeah, we had to go back like 20 minutes later. We had work to do. <laughs> All right. Okay. So these are things that uh, millennials say makes no sense to them, but boomers seem to be obsessed with them. Cool. The Hit thumbs it. up emoji. <laughs> and using a ton of ellipsis in text. So dot, 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 dot. dot. Wait, that's a boomer thing to do? Yeah. Uh Thumbs up emojis. (gasps) Boomers really love thumbs up emojis and and use a ton of ellipses. I use ellipses all the time. I do too. Number two, complaining about younger generations not knowing how to use cursive. (laughs) Or number three, wanting to sit at booths in restaurants. (laughs) Oh, I hate booths. So which is the boomer thing that that I will cop to doing? Thumbs up emoji and ellipses? Complaining about people younger generation not knowing cursive? Neat. Or wanting to sit in booths at restaurants? All three. No. There's there's only the one. The Rebel that I would... Wilson movie. Dot dot dot. Excellent to watch. Yeah, you do you you use ellipses. Okay, so you're gonna go with ellipses? Yes. Also, you never answered my text this weekend. Thank you so much. What'd your text say? About the show Candy. What did you say? I said, oh my God, Candy starts this affair and then she has the audacity to throw Betty a baby shower. That seemed more like a statement rather than a query. Why would I? I don't, I don't, I don't understand why I would have to. You could have like, responded like, like a thumbs I up? know, right? A thumbs up would have been nice. I tried to watch that. It starts off super slow. I told you that first episode, it's just one day and it's like a never ending day. What's that on Hulu? Hulu. It's a Hulu original. We said we were going to watch it in our our club. I know, but that first episode was really, really slow and hard to get into. It gets good. You got to keep watching it. It's not the thumbs up. Thumbs up and ellipses? I don't use a lot of thumbs. Yeah, you do. I use ellipses about as much as anybody else. It's not like I'm committed to them. Uh, Okay, what were the other two? Complaining about the younger generations not knowing cursive or wanting to sit in booths in restaurants. So I'm one of those two. 
Do you like to sit in booths at restaurants? I thought everybody did. Honestly, I thought everybody's preference if you're going to a Village Inn is to be in a booth rather than an open table. My mom likes booths. Yeah, I like booths. Yeah. On, that's, so, that's the thing. That's I don't the boomer care, thing. I don't care if you write cursive or not. I mean, I learned cursive because you had to when I was in school. But as soon as they quit testing you on it, I just switched to like this weird combination of cur- cursive and print. Cur-print. Yeah, it's like my own. Or printsive. So, uh, along with sitting in booths and restaurants, another point of that is paying an exact change. And I will definitely do that like in a drive through line. <laughs> if they tell me, okay, it's eight eight 8.47, I'll get out of 10, and then I'll go rummaging through the coins for the, the 47, 47 cents. cents. You won't give them 12 bucks or 11. Got the change. Yeah, make it a nice round figure for everybody. <laughs> All right, here's the next batch. You ready? Okay. <laughs> oh, Nico, this one might apply to you since it sounds like your shirt would fit in. Nautical-themed bathrooms, <laughs> including beach, lighthouse, and sailboat decor. Nico's wearing a button-up shirt, short sleeve that's got seahorses it's all over cute. it. It's It looks adorable. good. It's very stylish. You know what? It would make a great jammies for like a four-year-old. He wears no? it well. It, it's actually very sophisticated. <laughs> okay. You dress like a middle school child every day. You look like a middle school PE teacher today, actually. <laughs> That also has to teach history for period six. Okay, so do you want to hear? The, do you want to hear this next batch of three? Yes. Yeah. Nautical theme bathroom. Okay. Do not have that. Yeah, he's wearing it. It's I'm not in his bathroom. My, yeah. Watching the news and political shows all the time. Oh my god, it's Buzz. And old crusty cough drops. Nah, you're not into cough drops. Yet. And no nautical theme. Uh, bathroom decor you also don't pick out any decor uh, so it has to be the other one watching the news and political shows all the time yeah yeah you get in your car that's what he has on yeah if you get in my car I've either got Fox or CNN or MSNBC on a lot of that though I figured I, I found this out recently Joanna is that Buzz will he watches so many different TV shows and stuff and I stick to mine I just stick to like NCIS or Big Bang Theory or whatever and I realized, oh, okay, he, boomer. he does it so he can talk to uh, talk about it on the show. Like, that's the reason he w- probably listens to the news so much, right, Buzz? Uh, yeah, I like to know what's going on, you know. Well, and you have to talk about I, it I can't eventually. know everything, but I like to... Yeah, but I, I have a feeling if I was a non-radio person, I'd probably... Still be. Yeah, I think I'd be into a lot of that. Uh, here are some other things that BuzzFeed said are boomer things that millennials just don't get. Zooming in on every single picture and filming video with their iPads. <laughs> yes, what the hell? Totally. What? For some reason, I can't just show my like my parents or buzz a picture on my phone. <laughs> they have, they to, have zoom to grab in, it, right? and then they have to zoom. Ex- yeah, and then they're all like, "Who's oh. this? It's a me, mom. I don't know." <laughs> So you're saying boomers and me yes. zoom in on photos. And then you go to a quinceañera and there's all the tias with their iPads recording. <laughs> all right. Also, always leaving voicemails no matter the situation. Drinking from the hose and talking about drinking from the hose. 
Agua de manguera? I don't, I didn't, uh, why do you find that one so funny? It's hilarious. Because it's always the memes that are like, today's kids wouldn't understand that this was the best tasting water ever. It was pretty good. No, it wasn't. It's not even cold. Sometimes like, it would be. Sometimes it would be cold. In the winter, maybe. Sometimes it'd be hot, like you could make tea. <laughs> right? But after a day of like riding your bikes and playing outside. Oh, well, how am I the good. boomer when you're the person who's watched every episode of Blue Blood? <laughs> That's not on the list. It, <laughs> fi- find that in your BuzzFeed article. That's a legit be. response right there. Yeah, it's not on the list. Uh, some other signs that you might be a hardcore boomer. Uh, if the label on your jeans says Kirkland Signature. <laughs> if you hang, What is that? Costco? Or? Yeah, it's the Costco brand. <laughs> if you hang a different flag from your porch for every holiday. <laughs> have funny. you ever seen those people? Yes. They got one for St. Patrick's Day. Then yeah. They got one for Easter. Memorial Day. Arbor. July. Arbor Day. If you've recently <laughs> referred to something as a doodad. <laughs> it's a doodad. <laughs> I've heard you do that. No, it's a thingamajig. It's a thing. It's a doohickey. <laughs> the only time you're not watching Sean Hannity on TV, you're listening to Sean Hannity on the radio. You do. Like, Joanna, if you go into Buzz's car, it's usually on Fox News or sometimes like... like one American news network. Like, yeah, it's on something like that. And I'm like, I get it. And I'm like, dude, don't you get tired of this? No, but it's like the conservative when ones. I start, when I start to get tired of it, I'll be like, all right, it's time to tune in CNN for a while. So I split them. <laughs> uh, you might be a boomer if your starter answer for Wordle is Elvis every time. <laughs> Elvis? <laughs> nah, man, it's all about a do. You think that's the best starter word that's for the best startle, startle. I three three vowels. All right, let's take a break. We're gonna come back. I gotta, Wait, was that the end of the list? That's about all I had. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why is there something missing? Don't look at my shirt. I can't look at Stop. anything but your seahorse Stop shirt. It. It's so cute. It's seahorses. Yeah, it looks nice. Have you yep, seen my a aunt had a shower curtain birth? like that. You know, every time I go out in this shirt, I always get compliments on it. It's nice. I like it. Thank How does a seahorse give birth? It like poops it out. You got to watch the videos. No, but he's it, coming it, up with a dumb pun, probably. No, no, no. I was just. Oh, you're really. <laughs> and the man seahorse gives birth. Oh, the that's man true. seahorse gives yeah. birth. Yes. That's true. I'm sure Texas is going to pass a law against that. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's get a look at El Paso weather. The Golfer's Forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com. Sunny today, 96 is going to be the high temperature, and you can pretty much press repeat for the rest of the week on that. It's going to be sunny. We don't have any rain in the forecast. Uh, Not for the work week anyway. And sunshine with mid-90s for high temperatures, it looks like, throughout the week. Uh, Only thing showing up, and this is just a blip uh, on Sunday, maybe a chance of rain uh, rolling in late Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday evening. But for the most part, it looks like sunshine in mid-90s for high temperatures. 
And the forecast is looking great for Thursday, Cool Canyon Nights, week two of West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights at McCulligan Canyon Amphitheater. And every Thursday for the 2022 season, uh, we've got live music both on the patio stage and the main amphitheater stage. Concerts start at 6 with live performers on the El Paso Community College CTE patio stage and then the main act inside the amphitheater. And this week... The amphitheater uh, performer is Siobhan. The Pie Sisters are going to be on the El Paso Community College patio stage starting at 6 o'clock. Concerts are free to attend. Get there early. Sometimes the space is limited, and you can find the entire series lineup for West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and the KLAQ mobile app. Special thanks to Tangy Treasure, Johnson's Jewelries, and Tiff's Treats also sponsors of Cool Canyon Nights. Got a few uh, neckline calls here. I think the first one is uh, talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how Eminem deserves to be in there. And I believe it's Stoner Guy. Yo, 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 Stoner Guy here. (laughs) Check it out, man. Eminem totally deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And here's why. Because whenever you see him on stage or performing anywhere, you know, it's maybe a beat playing, but if he's with a live performance and stuff, he might have a drum set on the, on stage. He might have a bassist on stage. He might have a guitarist on stage. He might have a beatbox on stage. Mm-hmm. All of these instruments on stage kind of makes you look like a rock and roll group, if we're being honest. Okay. Rock on, Eminem. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> but then, yeah, a lot of his songs. Use- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, continue. You keep thinking he's finished, yeah. and then there's a little more. <laughs> but then, yeah, a lot of his songs use guitar and, you know, obviously drums. Come on. Eminem is a bit more of a bigger rocker than Dolly Parton. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll agree. <laughs> Eminem is more of a rocker than Dolly Parton, Stoner Guy. <laughs> uh, is he wrong, though, that if a performer uses all these instrumentalists on stage, does that make them a rock and roll? R- rock and roller? I'm just waiting for the first time, like Skrillex is up for nomination <laughs> to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or, you know, somebody who just goes and plays pre recorded music. That's not pre recorded, they're live mixing sometimes. But what are they mixing? Some pre-recorded music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? Like Avicii? Like will Avicii ever become on the ro- like get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, or, why not? Or I mean, they're putting Diplo. Who else are they putting in this year? Lionel Richie. Yeah, Lionel Richie's a rock artist. Dolly Parton, even though Dolly Parton herself said, "Hey, I don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I've never done a rock album." I'm sure if she did, it would be great. And Judas Priest only got in this year as like an... I, I forget what they call it, but it was lifetime a kind of, like a lifetime award. achievement type of thing. Mm. Like not a main ballot, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame can go... Can suck it. Yeah, they can go take a long walk off a short pier as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Here is another call that we've gotten since yesterday's show. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. 
Buzz Adams injury alert. <laughs> Buzz Adams injury <laughs> alert. <laughs> Joanna, Nico, y'all got to get Buzz one of those necklaces that has that emergency button to push. It's <laughs> <laughs> an emergency. Life you know, alert. <laughs> y'all got to look out for Buzz. Okie dokie. I need a life alert. You need a life alert. <laughs> but although Buzz's in, arm you injury those... happened in front of us here at the studio, did it? Yeah. Well, oh, you didn't it? see him. No. When he was throwing the ball against the wall. No, I didn't. <gasps> and it's a like workplace a... injury. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Workers' comp. <laughs> no kidding. What were you doing in the middle of? Uh, I was I had, reaching for a ball. I had this little miniature basketball, <laughs> and I'm throwing it against the wall just as a stress reliever, and it got away high and outside. And I went to grab it. Oh, it still hurts, like <laughs> even as I'm showing you. And I honestly, I thought I might have dislocated my shoulder, but I went to the doctor, and they x-rayed it and said, no, nah, it doesn't look like there's anything like that. But you were saying... X-rays cannot see past... They can't see soft tissue. All they can see is the hard bones. And stuff. So if you have like a rotator cuff or a ligament tear or anything I like don't that, I don't think I have any of that. I, but I well, really, that, you need an MRI to see those. I mean, really, the thing yesterday was I think I had taken uh, some kind of muscle relaxer that they'd given me when I went to the doctor, and they gave I you Flexeril. I think I was feeling drowsy. Although it was, it was hard to use this arm. No, you you tried to signal Joanna to. to uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and then I asked him, "Well, how much do you have to keep moving that arm?" Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. That, this is my control arm. <laughs> You're this like an, the one that I... Your control arm. <laughs> yeah, this is the one I do all the controls with. You're like an... Or, I'm not, an I'm not a switch vector. hitter. <laughs> I can't hit from both, both sides, sides of the plate. You're like an or, organist, right? Like a ham organ operator and you're just pulling all you these whi- Hammond organ? Hammond organ operator and you're pulling all these but, uh, whistles and pushing all these buttons. Like that's how the show runs. Yeah, I could use an extra arm, as a matter of fact. But I got to have at least two. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did this little bitch just call off his entire show because his arm was sore? (laughs) What a Oh, my God, bro. You're going to... Turn down a show of your own because your arm's sore? You're just sitting on your ass all day, you f***ing card. <laughs> what a Oh, my hey, God. So far, I'll agree with him. I mean, it is ridiculous <laughs> that all I do is sit so here. So far, he's not wrong. He's not, like, he's right. not wrong. He's trying to be offensive, but so far, I haven't found any fault in what he's saying. <laughs> Uh, oh, let's hope you don't miss another six weeks. You know, but you might uh, you might stub your toe or get a hangnail or you might have a toothache because you're so important, aren't you? And then what's even funnier is that the other two cards don't even have the wherewithal to carry on a show without you. What? So it's wow. just it's just wow. occurred to me this guy listens every day. He listened I when I decided to leave before, the show yeah. and he continued to listen after I'd left the show. The guy he must be li- like a listener, a fan. He can't stop listening to the show. 
this I think this guy usually calls in and he is really butthurt anytime anything negative is said about, about Trump. MAGA or Trump. Yeah. Like anytime there's even something that's not all even if it's just a statement of fact. Right. This guy calls in and he's extremely butthurt anytime. So this must be his chance. Oh, I'll get back at him because he left the show because <laughs> his poor little arm was hurt. Very <laughs> professional, you guys. You guys are awesome. Go f*** yourself, Adams, you piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> man. What can you imagine? Oh, my God. You can you imagine hate loving so something so much as this guy does our show you right. can't quit us you can't quit us that i miss half a day because my shoulders hurt and it upsets him so much but he's that he's got to call but he kept listening <laughs> because he knew we just kept playing best of <laughs> yeah but do you when you got this kind of anger towards something you just listened to and you don't even know the thing there's a lot more like, more going on you with you to, you need to look inward a little bit like if, if, if something that animates you to this point and it's something you hear on the radio i think there's gotta you gotta be concerned there might be some kind of rot going on inside you really should probably take a closer look in the mirror are you not more amazed at the fact that you can get under people's skin because I decided to quit doing the show, which this guy said, you know. Your arm was sore. Right. But he's also, he's called in before. He's, you know, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking. I think which he's the guy amazing. who called the First Light Federal Credit Union people communists. So yeah, he was. <laughs> it's amazing to me. <laughs> That's great, yeah. What astounds me is that he knew you left because of your arm when a lot of people kept messaging, hey, what happened? Where's Buzz? Oh, you guys didn't come back on and say Buzz? We no, did. We, we did, but I guess a lot of people missed that. But this dude didn't. He knew exactly now, what happened. Most people don't listen to the radio where they're just hanging on every word. But I can tell this guy must just be sitting there covered in his own filth <laughs> <laughs> and hate listening the morning show. Yeah. All right. We got to uh, take a break. We got news headlines coming up. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Time to get to our news headlines. And here is Nico Ajimian with the news. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The combat mission in the Ukrainian city of Maripol is finished. That's according to the general staff of the armed forces of Ukraine, which said the mission had been fulfilled. There have been major efforts to rescue people from a steel plant in the city as the Russian invasion goes on. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the evacuation to separatist-controlled territory was done to save the lives of the fighters who endured weeks of Russian assaults in the maze of underground passages below the hulking Azvital steelworks. He said the heavily wounded were getting medical help. Ukraine needs Ukrainian heroes to be alive, he offered. It's our principle. Here is Senate Majority, uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Whoops, that's for the different story. My bad. Sweden will apply to formally join NATO following the footsteps of neighboring Finland, the country's prime minister said recently, ending long-held positions of neutrality in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson made the proclamation Monday saying, the best for our country's security is that Sweden applies for membership in NATO and that we do it together with Finland. President Sauli Ninistro and Prime Minister Sanna Marin of Finland announced their intention to apply for NATO membership on Sunday, with the country's parliament expected to endorse the proposal as a formality. Leaders in both Sweden and Finland had long been expected to apply to join the military alliance, as the war in Ukraine continues to have unintended consequences for Russia by pushing potentially two of its neighbors into NATO. 
Now, here is Senate Majority, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell talking about uh, them joining NATO. President Joe Biden has approved a return of U.S. troops to Somalia, reversing a decision by predecessor Donald Trump. President Joe Biden has approved a Pentagon request to redeploy several hundred American troops to Somalia for what the National Security Council calls a persistent U.S. military presence there as part of counterterrorism efforts. The move will reestablish an open-ended mission in Somalia, assisting the country in its fight against Al-Shabaab, a local Al-Qaeda affiliate. The group once ruled Somalia and has been seeking to regain territorial control over parts of the country. It has carried out overseas terror attacks in Kenya, including in January 2020, when three Americans died in an assault targeting a U.S. base. A senior administration official told reporters late Monday that the number of U.S. troops returning to Somalia would be under 500 and that they would continue with the same mission of training Somalia's military and assisting local forces on counterterrorism missions. The gunman accused of gunning down 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket and wounding three others on Saturday planned to keep killing if he had escaped the scene. That's according to Buffalo Commissioner Joseph Grimaglia. The commissioner added that the 18-year-old gunman, who is white, intended to continue driving down Jefferson Avenue to shoot more black people and attack another location. The shooting is being called a racially motivated hate crime, and evidence points to the shooter self-radicalizing when the pandemic began, spending an inordinate amount of time on engrossing himself on hate posts on social media. That's according to senior law enforcement officials briefed on the case. Law enforcement officials assessed that in May 2020, the young man watched a 17-minute video of the gunman who attacked two mosques in New Zealand in 2019, killing 51 people. A law enforcement source said the suspect's tone on social media became increasingly violent in recent months and weeks. Saturday's bloodshed in Buffalo was the deadliest in a wave of week-long shootings, including at a California church and a Texas flea market. At a news conference on infrastructure in Washington... Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told reporters how federal authorities are investigating the shooting. President Joe Biden, when awarding the Medal of Valor to 15 public safety officers, including the families of two officers who died in the line of duty, said police share the community's pain. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, who is in Buffalo, says there needs to be an effort in Washington to combat the racially motivated causes that sometimes lead people to commit crimes like this. You know, people can go down all kinds of very dark holes on the internet, right? You know, and end up in some place, and before you know it. But how do you? How are you going to keep somebody from doing that? You know, mm-hmm. people get online and they just fill their heads up with this stuff until they've, um, you know, convinced themselves to go out and do some kind of horrific thing like this. Mm-hmm. This is there are a lot of similarities between this Buffalo shooting and the. El Paso, Paso. Walmart oh, so shooting. many. The manifesto, the driving and scouting out the location where you could do the most damage. Um, the fact that you were from a different community, you didn't even live, live in a in. community where you went and wrecked your havoc. And there's just a lot of similarities between the, the El Paso Walmart shooting and this one in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But there are some really dark dark places on the internet and some people seek them out and some people wind up there accidentally too but Mm -hmm. you know what are you going to do yeah what are you going to do well benjamin crump is representing the whitfield family who lost their matriarch 86 year old ruth in the shooting 
During a news conference, Garnell Whitfield, who's one of Ruth's sons, says the family wants more to be done to stop hate-fueled. COVID-19 vaccines could have prevented at least 318,000 virus-related deaths between January of 2021 and April of 2022. That's according to a new analysis by the Centers for Disease Control. They used uh, real-world data from the CDC uh, and the New York Times and was done by researchers from Brown School of Public Health, Brigham and Women's Hospital, Harvard, uh, TH's Chan School of Public Health, and Microsoft's AI for Health. Their findings suggest that at least every second person who died from COVID since vaccines became available might have been saved by getting the shot. The study comes just as the nation surpasses one million lives confirmed lost to COVID-19. U.S. authorities encountered more than 234,000 migrants at the southern border in April alone. That's the most ever in one month. That's according to a Justice Department filing. Those encounters included people who reported to authorities at legal ports of entry and those caught crossing illegally. About 23,000 migrants who went through a border crossing in San Diego included Ukrainian refugees admitted through the process known as humanitarian parole. Since March 2020, Title 42 has allowed U.S. officials along the Mexican border to carry out over 1.9 million expulsions of migrants. That rule is set to end on May 23rd. You'd have to believe if somebody's like, well, where are you com- what are you here for? I want to claim asylum. Oh, yeah, where are you coming from? Ukraine. That almost seems like you'd run Given, a stamp. Right. Yeah, right. We understand you're seeking are you asylum. Are sure you're from Ukraine? Right. Although, you know, I think Joe Biden is going to have a big problem if they do end this Title 42. I think that's going to be a very big political football. That the, gonna... Sure, it's going to be a political football. It's also going to be a strain on resources, right. probably, too. SNL is facing plenty of backlash from social media users over trivializing domestic abuse. Oh, I, do you want me to tell you what I, what I think this is? Sure. Their cold open was yep. the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, and yep. they were making a lot of fun about how fun it is to watch and... It was mostly about the poop in the bed, which we actually heard in the real-life trial yesterday. (laughs) The show did a cold open of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial and made fun of both actors and the allegations against them. While some consider the trial a circus, social media users point out that domestic abuse is no joke, no matter who's alleged to have done it. Both Depp and Heard have accused each other of physical violence. Sex and culture critic Ella Dawson slammed the show on Twitter saying, Domestic violence is not a joke. Rape is not a joke. Abusers using the legal system to continue to terrorize their victims is not a joke. Abusers using accusations of defamation to silence their victims is not a joke. Another Twitter user chimed in, The grotesque SNL skit parroting the Depp v. Heard trial is a direct result of the behavior of Depp supporters on the internet. This phenomenon of openly mocking and sensationalizing domestic violence and sexual assault is bleeding into every cultural space possible. End quote. I don't know. It was a weird open because the trial had been suspended for a week and a half. Right. It was suspended as part of the plan. So it was weird because it was kind of out of context. Yeah, there hadn't been any courtroom drama for the previous week, and that's what SNL decided to use their cold open. Usually it's something very topical, usually politics, but in this case they decided, hey, we're going to go with this. Well, what do you think? Were they making fun of sexual assault? 
they're making fun of this trial and the yeah, you know, I guess in a way. It is a circus though. This trial is just one big circus and it's hard to take seriously. It seems like there are a lot of people who are willing to go after the the woman in this case, Amber Heard, that would not normally you know, who would normally be saying you know, every woman deserves to be heard. You've got to speak out. You've got to do this. Well, this is a but, unique case because this is the second trial that we're kind of seeing through. The first was the British tabloid trial of the defamation. He was trying to sue in Britain for defamation against a, a British tabloid. And he lost, Johnny Depp lost no, that case. I didn't see any of that. Oh, that was, that was where a lot of some of this information came out originally. Right. Um, then there was the whole divorce settlement. So now it's kind of just like a, a, a th- like what? every time they referred like they're in Australia and their dogs. All I can remember is when that was going on when they oh, were together. Right. Th- there was a thing where the I don't know they weren't going to let the dog leave because they didn't declare it coming mm-hmm. in and they were possibly going to put the dog down. down. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to put Mimi down. Yeah, that's weird. Boo, not Mimi. <laughs> Boo. Boo. The one who pooed on But they were the teacup terriers, and they'd gone to Australia. Was it Australia? Yeah, it was Australia. And there was some question about whether or not their dog was going to be put down because they had not. I guess you got to declare if you're bringing a pet into Australia. Yeah. (laughs) I guess Australia's like, we've got enough dangerous animals. We don't need your Bed pooping puppy here. Your little terriers. <laughs> Bed pooping puppy. Well, let's just put them down. We can get some new ones. <laughs> no, they were like really. Yeah, they they like united made a as video one and stuff. About not putting them down. Yeah, what? about trying to get their dogs back. They were talking about how they were being persecuted by the Australian government. And, mm. uh, they were a real united front at the time and. I guess while that was going on, simultaneously, a lot of this craziness that we've heard in the testimony was was going on at around the same time. The Supreme Court's conservative majority Monday struck down a 20-year-old campaign finance limit aimed at curbing corruption in politics and delivering a win to Republican Senator Ted Cruz, who had challenged the federal law. Chief Justice John Roberts, in an opinion joined by the other five conservative justices, said that caps on a candidate's use of campaign contributions to repay a personal loan to his or her campaign violate First Amendment rights to engage in political speech. Cruz loaned $260,000 to his re-election campaign in 2018, one day before the vote. After the election, he was unable to recoup the full amount from campaign coffers because the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act of 2002 set a $250,000 limit and imposed a strict 20-day post-election grace period for repayment. The decision means Cruz can legally recover the remaining $10,000. And the sea lion found wandering on the freeway in San Diego back in January has turned up on land again. The dramatic rescue of the 180-pound sea lion on the 94 freeway was not his first time in San Diego. SeaWorld says he's been found wandering near the airport. Wait, he's not, is he from SeaWorld or is he from the wild? I think he's from the wild. This creature obviously wants to evolve. <laughs> he wants to become a land mammal. SeaWorld says he's been found wandering near the airport on the Mission Beach boardwalk and near the Navy base in Point Loma. And now he's been seen on land again. 
They're calling him Freeway after his high-profile adventure at the beginning of the year. And Freeway's latest adventure landed him in a storm drain under a bridge in National City, a mile and a half inland from the ocean. He's now being cared for again, though, at SeaWorld. What kind of mixed-up sea lion is this that keeps wanting to leave the ocean? He's a land lion. Nico, do you have any shirts with little sea lions on them? Like, you have the little seahorses today? I don't have all nautical-themed clothing, okay? This is, this is a nice shirt. I don't know why you're bagging on seahorses, bro. How long have you had that shirt? I've never seen it before. Did you just get it? No, I didn't get it's it. It's brand new? No, it was a gift from my mom a few Adorable. years ago. Oh. That you Your mom got you that. It shirt. was a gift. Yeah, it was a gift, and it's lovely. Thank you, Joanna. I love you, Joanna. Did she have yeah. some leftover material from the pattern she used <laughs> to make the? Shower curtain in your nautical themed bathroom. You keep using shower curtain just, but why? Why do you keep using shower curtain? Because it looks like a shower curtain. No, you you probably didn't. You say you had an aunt that had a not it that had like little seahorses. Yeah, this reminds me. Like she had a whole sea themed bathroom. She had like a a bowl of seashells. That's genius. Yeah, that's kind of genius. Well, and with the news, I'm Nico. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Sunny today, mid-90s. It looks like that's going to be the forecast for the remainder of the week. Somewhere in the mid-90s, a lot of sunshine, no rain in the forecast. Nico has an MIDA hole scenario. So he'll lay that out for us. I have a couple audio clips here of graduating seniors getting news that some of their debt has been paid off. First of all, Snapchat CEO Evan Spiegel and his wife Miranda Kerr paid off all the student debt at the Otis College of Art and Design. And I knew that the name Miranda Kerr sounded... I thought it was like a country music star, but you guys say she's an Australian supermodel. Did you look her up? No, I never looked her up. Here's the moment that graduates learned that all of their student debt would be wiped out by the Snapchat CEO and his supermodel wife. Aww. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. Do you think some of this is, was inspired by Captain America Civil War, where, where Tony Stark pays off all the projects of the... Remember he's given the... The talk in front of all the, I don't know, MIT students or Harvard or whatever. And he's like, says all your projects are funded. Right. I had not heard, yeah, all your projects are funded. Now let's go break some eggs. Right. I wonder if the idea of surprising during a commencement all the students is at least partially inspired by that scene from Captain America Civil War. Yeah, I guarantee you it's not. Absolutely not at all. It's in the wake of all. Yeah, but of I've the, heard it's about, in the wake of all the student debt that want, Joe Biden wants to cancel. I will say that that scene with Tony Stark is the first time I ever saw somebody do that. <laughs> was in Civil War. Elsewhere, the founder of an Atlanta-based vegan restaurant chain promised to fund LLCs for the entire graduating class at her alma mater. Pinky Cole is the founder of Slutty Vegan. Yeah. It's my favorite kind. I haven't heard of Slutty Vegan. <laughs> it's an Atlanta-based vegan restaurant chain. They and don't eat meat, though. Here she is telling Clark Atlanta University's class of 2022 that they're all getting a chance to, being, to, to be a business owner with funded LLCs. Cool. Yeah, right? 
the slutty vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some. What was the restaurant you guys said had the name slut in it? Egg slut. Egg slut. <laughs> oh, I was looking at their menu right now. So good. Yeah. Tell me what kind of restaurant that is. Well, Eggs. think of the word egg. <laughs> it's an egg yeah, restaurant. It's, it's like breakfast food. Breakfast sandwiches, has, like, egg breakfast sandwiches. Breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. So good. Oh, so everything does have egg. Egg. Because egg. they're an egg slut. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're throwing that what everywhere. What are you not understanding about egg slut? <laughs> <laughs> I never it's so good. It, it, it seems like you're kind of hampering yourself <gasps> when you see. give your business a name that Menu. some people would not be comfortable saying. Why would, would they not be comfortable saying that? Because it has the word slut in it. And What's it's wrong like with the a, word slut? It's a, it's a gender slur. Is it? Are you acting dumb on I'm purpose? not. I feel like the, the word slut has become reclaimed uh, in 2022 and is not a derogatory term. It isn't? As much if as you it, called a woman a slut, it's not. It depends on the context for sure. But well, I'm just saying anything that some people might not feel comfortable. Would saying, your mom seem, ever go to eat an no, egg slut? No, Which, no, are no. you just a, not like, in a million years uncomfortable saying the words like egg slut and slutty vegan? Okay, even if I'm not, there are. You would agree that there are people. Okay, who would yes, be. your I'll mom. Give you that. Yeah, she would not look. She would not go to <laughs> right, the slutty vegan. Are some people some that would people, not. Yeah. The, that's all I want you to acknowledge. It doesn't have to oh, be yeah. me. It's just okay, some yes. people. And but I'm still say, going. What I'm saying is egg slut is delicious. <laughs> yeah, but why would you want to hamper your own brand right out of the, You know, it, there was. I don't know. You know the, uh, you're not the business owner. You don't know what they well, I, No, but Buzz kind of brings an interesting thing that is a new phenomenon, if you want, in business. It, businesses are not about. Uh, being a- as appealing to the most amount of people anymore as possible. That's not the point of business. Right. I, the, the point of business these days is to find the, ne- the, the niche one, customers, yeah. the people who are going to support you. doesn't matter whether you're going to be broadly generalized to be uh, appealing. I mean, but so many new businesses don't make it. Why would you want to go in with a strike against you already? Which is- well, you're assuming it's a strike. You're assuming that you're you're having your customer base by half. No, they're not. They're, they are even if it's only by ten percent. That's still why would you want to lose that ten percent? The margins are so razor thin in the well in the restaurant business, especially. There's something obviously out of whack with your analysis of this. If there's this very successful business called Egg Slut out of Can- uh, California, and the Slutty Vegan, your analysis your must word be wrong. That they're very successful. I don't I don't know if they are. You don't know if they are. The fact I've that we're talking heard, about I've them. I've never heard of them before. Well, the, the things that you hear of are not the only famous like things out there. You also don't like, leave your house that yeah. much. <laughs> you don't try new foods. You're not out there doing new restaurants. Would you go to Egg Slit, though? Yeah. Bacon, Maybe. egg, and cheese sandwich. I know. I had to stop looking at it because Sausage, it would make me hungry. egg, and cheese sandwich. It's like if you decided you're going to name your band... Cheeseburger. Face. Hey, we're... Yeah. You right out of the batter saying, well, we're not going to get any major radio airplay. Like if you're an extreme death thrash metal. You you think that's that's the same as calling your business egg slut? Because I'm pretty sure that this business is getting lots of advertising. Egg slut is very famous. It's very famous. So I don't know. I don't know what analysis you're trying to make because this is. This is a famous business that's successful, so I don't there's know. A, there's an El Paso band that that did pretty, you know, did pretty good, but I think they would have gone further. But their name was Ping Razors, right? So they went by P Razors instead, but they didn't make that change until they, until they found out, oh, we can't, we can't get any major radio airplay. Sure, that seems like a <laughs> self-limiting. 
you know, right. And I'm just saying, factor. aren't you limiting if you call your no, I don't. vegan slutty vegan? But Nico just told restaurant. you that places like that aren't even trying to accommodate to this larger audience. Yeah, They're trying it's to not about that. get this one demographic that would enjoy it. And if this I is think, a restaurant for people who like to eat vegan food and are yeah, not offended by the word slutty. Exactly. Right. That seems very niche. I didn't know Does that it? we'd gotten that it niche. It happens. Joanna, are you offended by the word slutty? There you go. But you do agree that some people would be. I, I if do. If I was I'm like, not, hey, Joanna, be, yeah. stop acting like such a slut. I'd be like, you first, slut. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the a-hole is a subreddit, but we also get submissions that people send in. You can uh, email them to us, send them on the app chat. Joanna will see them that way. Mm-hmm. You know, let us know about your am I the a-hole scenario. And, uh, we, Which is usually a, a difficult position or something that you're trying to decide whether, oh, am I the jerk in this situation? Yeah, I think basically you're asking, am I being reasonable here or unreasonable? Right. But they, on Reddit, they call it am I the a-hole. So what is our scenario for am I the a-hole? Today? On a side note, the next time I go to L.A., I'm going to get you an egg slut t-shirt. I would never wear it. <laughs> no, I can remember getting shirts that had some kind of profanity or something. On- yeah, would you say you're a slut for eggs? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think eggs are a fine source of protein, but I wouldn't go so far. Uh, eggs, uh, very respectable. They're very respectable things. All right. Well, yes. I would never wear a shirt with a swear, with a profanity. I, I yeah, I don't picture Buzz doing that either. <laughs> I don't imagine the word slut as a profanity, though. No, different generations. Eighteen nineties so. versus nineteen nineties. It was a pretty bad thing. Like if you called if in high school, you would be in hot water if you called a female student the S word. Would you? Would, I I know yes. that men like to just throw that word around a lot. So I, the only and, ones I've heard throwing that word are you and Nico today. Like <laughs> I haven't said it once. That so, such a man. You said it when you said slutty vegan. Yeah, right. yeah. In the context of the news story, yeah. <laughs> All right. Am I the a hole? Uh, let me just give you the title of it, and uh, maybe you can make some snap decisions based on that, okay? Sure. Am I the a-hole for refusing to pay for my daughter's wedding, even if I promise to? I'm a 39-year-old male, and my daughter, she's 21. She's going to get married this June. And ever since she was a little girl, I promised to pay for her wedding. But something happened two days ago that made me change my mind. Wait, you're 39 and you have a daughter that's 21? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the person in the story. <laughs> All right. That yeah, means they, right? they became 18. a dad at 17. 17 or 18, yeah. Uh, my ex-wife and I had our daughter at a very young age. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> 18. At 18, we got married. After six years of marriage, I could find myself. I, I, I found myself, and I came out to my wife. Like she, came out of the I closet? came out as gay to my wife. She understood, and we had a very amicable divorce and split custody. My daughter was always daddy's girl and always got along well with my partner, who's 38, uh, of 14 years. So I guess he's been together with a, a new partner for 14 years. Okay. Okay. All right. She is planning her wedding. I was paying for it. And then she let me know a few things that she wanted for her special day. Since their future in-laws are so conservative and religious, my husband is not allowed to attend the wedding. I said, okay, it's your day. Wait, he went along with that? Sure. 
them. Damn, right? <laughs> yeah. He's still going along with no, it? No, no. If it, Whatever happens after this, I find it hard to think he's the a-hole. Oh, you're invited, and you can pay for it, but your partner that you've been with for 14 years isn't invited because of our religious sensibilities? Or our, our parent-in-laws. Can, yeah. Okay. Or in-laws' Go religious ahead. sensibilities. Number two, my son, who is two years old, can't attend either. No, it's not going to be a child-free wedding. There will be other children there. Okay. There are okay. things called children-free wedding. Have you heard of this? Child-free weddings where if you're invited, they'll, they'll put on the invitation. Don't bring kids. Don't yeah. bring your kids. Right. Uh, but this is not one this of those. This is not one of those. And so he yet this, has a son two years old. with his partner. Yes. And the son is, can't attend the either. The son's not invited. So basically her brother. We, we her, her, I mean, it's it her sounds brother. like the only reason the dad is even allowed to attend is because he's footing the bill for the entire thing. Number three, I can't talk about my lifestyle because she doesn't make she doesn't want to make her in laws uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, the in laws <laughs> tell them to pay for it. Yeah, if you're going right? to dictate who can come and what can be discussed, you pay for it then. Or I will pay for it, but you know what? None of y'all yeah. are invited. Well, therefore, I told her that if her in-laws are so important, they should pay for the wedding. Yep, there you go. Yeah. She got mad at me and called me a child and said that if I keep on with this attitude, she'll ask her father-in-law to walk her down the aisle. That Like from the conservative family Mm -hmm. that doesn't want her gay dad showing up. Then I said, fine, if my family isn't welcomed and I'm excluded, I'm not paying for the wedding. She was furious and said I was being selfish, picking favorites and not thinking about her at all. Uh, Bridezilla, am I right, Joanna? Yeah, for sure. She complained that they can't afford the wedding, her uh, parents-in-laws can't afford the wedding since they are both too, oh, I'm sorry. She complained they can't afford the wedding since they're too young and reminded me it was a promise I made. Everyone included- Wait, who's too young? I, I think her. she meant her and her, her husband. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she complained that they can't afford the wedding since they're too young and reminded me it was a promise I had made ever since she was a little girl. Everyone, including her mom, is calling me selfish. So am I the a-hole here? Uh, no. No. No, I can't believe that anybody would think that he's being the a-hole. He's promised her since she was a little girl. That Things ev- change, little girl. <laughs> I'm a firm no, not the a-hole. Nope. I would say no, not definitely not the a-hole based on everything. All right, here's a little update. My daughter apologized. But she didn't change her mind. The rules are still set. So I decided not to pay at all. I apologized to her, and then I hugged my beloved husband and son for being even willing for a second to exclude them. My husband was even willing to help with $5,000. Wait, the the husband of the dad yeah. was going to pitch in even after he found out that he wasn't invited because of the... Con- the- Right. What did you say? Conservative well, no, she, she, uh, he said, I, I kind of assume from this that maybe he was willing to help out with 5000 if that means he could go, the husband. But that she doesn't, ch- but that she's not going to change her mind and already asked her father in law to walk her down the aisle. So I'm going to take my son and husband on a, uh, on a special family trip. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Treat yourself. Okay. If you expect your father to pay for everything, you can't. You can't make up. You your can't own make rules. up the rules like that. I'll, I think the dad is the one who gets to, you know, if there's anything like that. It's is it like, always traditional for the bride's parents to pay? Like, why couldn't the the groom's parents pay? It's always I've it's always traditional heard for of the that. Brides, yeah, for the bride's family. I think it goes back to the 
days when you had a dowry and you know if you were a wealthy person uh, I will might, take your daughter off your hands for you but she comes with a bride price or a dowry or yeah. whatever it's probably a leftover thing from freaking middle ages have you promised your, have you promised your daughter like oh I'm going to pay for your wedding for sure no we don't talk about stuff like that you don't talk about stuff like that <laughs> no? no okay we try not to get too, not to get too personal <laughs> <laughs> with your daughter yeah <laughs> We keep our relationship very social, very amiable. We don't talk about getting what she's she can't even drive yet. What are you talking about? I don't know. College. We talk about college all the time. Oh, all that's right. great. Yeah. Yeah. What if she was like, "All right, you can pay for college, but you can never visit me. You can." Good. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds like there's a negative coming, but I haven't heard it yet. Dude, come on. Uh, so we agree not the a-hole. Yeah, definitely not the a-hole. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've got a concert flyaway that is on the line for you. It is to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard on their stadium tour in Miami. All this week, we've got three code words a day, and that's every day through this Sunday. Listen for code words that you could then enter on the KLAQ mobile app. The approximate times for the code words are 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. So you hear a new code word, go and enter that on the KLAQ mobile app. It's just like putting your name into the drawing an extra time. Flights for two, hotel for two nights, tickets to the show, two tour t-shirts, and $500 cash thrown in from Town Square Media. Flyaways, courtesy of Better Noise Music. And the concert itself is June 18th. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, along with Poison and Joan Jett in Miami. Listen every day for code words. Enter those code words on the KLAQ mobile app, and it's your chance to win. We're going to get to uh, entertainment news with Joanna Barbic coming up in just a couple of moments this hour of the buzz adams morning shows brought to you by pumping ink tattoo that's pumping ink tattoo on the corner of dyer and monroe find them on social media or at their own website pumping ink that's pumping ink all right time to get into some entertainment hollywood stories for you here's joanna barba with our entertainment report good morning joanna good morning Neil Patrick Harris responded to criticism of a resurfaced image from a Halloween party he hosted 11 years ago. Oh, no. Which oh, included yeah. a buffet platter made to look like the corpse of Amy Winehouse. <sighs> Winehouse, if you'll remember, died in July of 2011. A few months later, Harris and his husband, David Burka, hosted a party with a platter that featured a gruesome fake corpse with a cigarette hanging out of its mouth alongside a note that read the corpse of amy winehouse all right so below that just so there's no doubt what we're seeing here Uh wait and the corpse was made up of food yes so the note detailed what was included in the platter which was beef ribs pulled pork chicken sausage and a spicy barbecue sauce Mm. when you were when you said a party 11 years ago i'm just like my mind just conjures up an image of Doogie Hauser in blackface. I couldn't help. It. In blackface. <laughs> <laughs> the video resurfaced online this past weekend, and on Monday, Harris wrote in a statement to Entertainment Weekly that the act was regrettable then, and it remains regrettable now. And he added, "Quote: 
A photo recently resurfaced from a Halloween-themed party my husband and I hosted 11 years ago. Amy Winehouse was a once-in-a-generation talent, and I'm sorry for any hurt this image caused. <laughs> Have you seen a picture of it? No, show it to me. I, I mean, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to turn my... <laughs> well, let's see. Okay. Show him. I'll try. He's going to ask the Zoom. I know. You could have just Googled Amy oh. Winehouse barbecue platter. Oh, my God. It looks like an actual cadaver. <laughs> Be careful now. How how long had Amy Winehouse been deceased at that so point? She died in July. This was in October. October. So three months later. It does look like a real corpse. Like it's. I mean, delicious platter. Yeah, it sounds like a good charcuterie platter. But don't put like, hey, this is the corpse of Amy. I think you could have just been like a corpse of no one in particular. Is Happy okay. Halloween. This is way worse than our morning show Halloween parade float tribute to Robin Williams the year that he passed away. I oh. think so. Yes. Did you guys do you that? You did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it was. I mean, it was a tribute. So everybody, <laughs> so everybody that worked on the morning tasteful? show was dressed up as a different Robin Williams character. Oh, well, so that's nice. Ask Emily. She was dressed up from Mork from Mork, and she didn't even know what Mork was. Oh, okay, that's cool. I was Mrs. Doubtfire. Of course, nice. you were. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was Popeye. I don't. Who on the show would have been Popeye? Who was Brandon. on the show back then? Could have been Brandon. Was Brandon on the show back then? Yeah, I think so. That's hilarious. I mean, that's pretty cool. You did a nice tribute. Uh, we were also all zombies. So it was uh, okay. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. I was wondering, how's this Halloween part? Well, in? it's the parade. But it was a nice tribute oh, Mondo, up until you did zombies. Mondo was Genie from Aladdin. It was really good. Oh, my God. But you were all zombies? Yeah, it's Halloween. So the little sign that Neil Patrick Harris Neil Patrick Harris put that said the corpse of Amy Winehouse it wasn't just like a sticker that they just put on it was like it was like a fancy one that they put next oh, to you know you know for parties for parties next to the food like a fancy little, oh, okay. yeah they, they could have done without putting the little sticker of this is the corpse of Amy Winehouse here are beef ribs it even has the menu underneath corpse of Amy Winehouse beef ribs pulled pork. Ugh. I mean, sounds delicious, but still. Yeah. In poor taste. In poor taste. Acknowledges that. Yeah. Or a delicious taste. <laughs> Self-proclaimed minister of culture, Matthew McConaughey, wants you to know that you should not think of things as unbelievable. You better believe them because they happened. In a seemingly unprompted speech, America's favorite Texan tweeted out a video of himself giving the world a pep talk about the word unbelievable, which he hopes to wipe from the dictionary. Nah. nah. <laughs> oh, you better be keep on living. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> and finally, after three years of dealing with our world's own mess, Variety reports that Black Mirror is ready to give us some fresh shutter-inducing content in the form of a sixth season. Instead of three episodes that we got in five seasons, the Netflix series' new season will contain more episodes this go-around. A source tells Variety that the sixth season will be even more cinematic in scope, with each installment being treated as an individual film. News of an upcoming season of Black Mirror comes as a bit of of a surprise since series creator Charlie Brooker revealed in 2020 his lack of interest in writing about the dystopian worlds found in the series, saying, quote, 
At the moment, I don't know what stomach there would be for stories about societies falling apart, so I'm not working away on one of those. Black Mirror Season 6 is in pre-production. Yeah, when he came out and said that, I I thought it was all over for Black Mirror. And the last season should not have even counted as a season. I think there were only three episodes and then Bandersnatch. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. What we... It was the one where Anthony Mackie and this guy They're are gamers a, who fall in love, but it's only their avatars right. who fall in love. There was the one with Miley Cyrus Miley and all Cyrus. the Nine Inch Nails songs. And what was that other one? See, it was like an Uber driver is in Uber a car with a go. bomb around his yes. neck or something. I yeah, see the sixth season. Those, did you think any of those were good? Not really. Maybe yeah, the Miley I, Cyrus was. That all right. was the best one out of yeah. all three. But but any other season, it would have been the worst of the season. Right. Nico, do you watch Black Mirror? Uh, I saw a few of the... I think I saw the first four seasons, and then I watched oh. Bandersnatch. So but you saw the USS Callister. I did. You I'm saw very aware of the USS San Callister. Junipero. San Junipero is great. I don't remember that one. Hang, Hang the, the DJ. DJ. Yes, <laughs> Hang the DJ. That was a great Those episode. Good one ones. of the best ever. Well, with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. All right, good I, news about uh, Black Mirror. I had a, a story for you, Joanna. I was going to say, oh, you should put this in entertainment oh, news, that? but I forgot to even send it to you. <gasps> what is it? A producer for the movie Rust says they will finish filming after the investigation. Oh, they're still going to go through with they it? They are still going to go through with it. When is shooting scheduled to resume? Oh, my God, stop it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm using I hate that, the, that was so funny. Yeah, I hate that. That was funny. Uh, recycler. No, that Thank one wouldn't be a good one. No, let's not do that one. That's going to age about as well as uh, Amy Winehouse charcuterie <laughs> board. <laughs> Better not to have any evidence of it. You know what I mean? All right, let's take a break. We've got a true crime report on the way. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. A lot of sunshine this week and high temperatures in the mid-90s. And it looks like it's going to be in there in that range for the rest of the week. Don't see any rain in the forecast. Mostly sunshine. We're going to have a true crime report on the way in just a few moments. Good morning, Nico. Good morning. In a... 5-3 to vote, El Paso's city council voted to extend the city manager's contract until June 24th of 2029. City council held a special meeting Monday to discuss and amend Tommy Gonzalez's contract following the revelation last week that he was one of four finalists for a city manager position in Frisco, Texas. Uh, El uh, El Paso city manager Tommy Gonzalez uh, said this, I am overwhelmed with the support I have received from the community, our employees, and the city council. With this in mind, I have removed myself from the city manager's search in Frisco, Texas, said Gonzalez. I am committed to El Paso. We're not finished here. I know that uh, we have a lot of guests. If there's something wrong in the city, like a lot of the blame tends to go toward the city manager. But Mm -hmm. they must, I mean, the city council must really like him. I mean, because he's got a really good contract, and they're renewing through twenty twenty nine. So they Does really got to takes him out of the running in Frisco. Yeah, he he removed okay. himself he out removed. of the running in Frisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they they even said in, in well, let me, let me just tell you the votes. Um, it was five to three. So the five that voted for were Schwartzfein, Hernandez, Salcido, Rivera, and Lizarraga. 
and against were Aneo, Molinar, and Rodriguez. But they did all say that they have uh, very good things to say about Tommy Gonzalez. Uh, this is one of the representatives, Alexandra Anello, uh, who voted no. When this contract first passed, I said, I think Mr. Gonzalez is doing a great job, but there are some things in this contract that I don't think will protect the con- constituents uh, of the city of El Paso. I still think that's true. I think that Mr. Gonzalez is doing a fantastic job, uh, but there again are things in the contract that don't So even do the people who the didn't vote for the contract think that Tommy Gonzalez is doing a good, doing a good job as mm-hmm. city manager. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've interviewed him a few times and met with him a couple of times, and he always seems really on the ball. You know, when people have complaints, it seems to be like a general complaint about how business is done and kind of favors, you know, wealthy developers. Right. That's usually what the complaint is about. Well, but I guess the people that are elected have a lot of confidence in Tommy. The council voted that Gonzalez's base salary should not increase above $450,000. Right now, the city manager's current compensation is 404000 That's what That's what Tommy's making now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when they say base salary, that leads me to believe there's a bunch of incentives and things. And remember, we uh, Joanne had never heard the term golden parachute before. And right. It was I like, it's a business term. Yeah. But, you know. For people who are exiting the things that mix. to have a golden parachute, that means they must really, really consider you, you valuable. Know, valuable. Right. You got to be really valuable to have one of these things where it's like if you if you're out of your contract, you're there are certain a bunch things of money. That, yeah, you got to pay out or a bunch of money. Or uh, well, I mean, even people who don't like Tommy, on the bright side, I guess we don't have to pay all that golden parachute money. Right, that they're going to keep him around. <laughs> Against the law, it's against the law. It's, it's against, against the, the law. law. It's against the law. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Mm-mm. It's against the law. It's, it's against, against the, the law. law. It's against the law it's against the law time for our true crime report crime stories from around the world and across the nation a bunch of uh, things like fences and doors and property are being broken in nebraska and sheriff's uh the sheriff's office says it's because of the kool-aid man online challenge have you heard of the Kool-Aid Man online challenge? I have not. Apparently it's big in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> when I say Kool-Aid Man and property damage, what do you picture? I imagine, a wall. yeah, a wall running through it. Running through the wall. Yeah. Somebody heavy wearing red. That's the thing. You record, you record yourself busting through something. And going, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been a series of damaged property complaints it seems to center around Omaha, Nebraska recently, mostly damaged fences and walls. Sounds like the perp were <laughs> people recreating the Kool-Aid Man commercial, sort of. I guess there's a trend of kids mimicking the Kool-Aid Man by throwing themselves through surf structures on people's property. <laughs> There's even ring camera footage of a few teens busting through a fence. Last week, sheriff's 
deputies in Sarpy County issued criminal mischief citations to nine kids who they say ran and jumped into fences in various neighborhoods around the country, or the county, rather. It's unclear how much the citations were for. At least three, at least eight properties were hit with an estimated damage of several thousand dollars per house. It is unclear how widespread this is or if it's isolated to the Omaha, Nebraska metroplex area or if it's some kind of broader social media trend. Destroying rural property has been a big part of growing up in rural America. Whether it's climbing to a water tower to paint a to paint a message mm-hmm. or taking a baseball bat and demolishing farmers' mailboxes. Have you ever seen that one in Dazed and Confused? There's a big scene where they're doing it in Dazed and Confused. Oh, they're going by except, yeah, yeah. With a bat. Were they using a bat? At some point, somebody throws a bowling ball. <laughs> Did you ever participate in these rural no, hijinks? No, no, no. Those, only bad kids would have done something like this. <laughs> like, we didn't go around doing general property. I mean, some kids did, but A uh, An author, motivational speaker, and mother of six, Siobhan Landry, has a new safety hack on her TikTok for if your children are being abducted. Instead of screaming, Siobhan Landry says kids should be doing something else. I wonder if other parents have ever like asked their kids, because I did with my daughter when she was four. I was like, hey, you're not going to get in trouble. Just tell me all the bad words you know. And she's like, okay, but, <laughs> but Booger. boogers, I don't know what, <laughs> how, what kind of attention that would, boogers, boogers, you know what, she's saying boogers. like if it's on a playground yeah. and your kid is screaming, it's just going to sound like all the other kids screaming because that's one of the things kids do. do, but if your kid starts yelling out profanities, but if it was my kid, it would have been like, Boogers! Stupid! (laughs) (laughs) But, but! I mean, adorable. All right. A 33-year-old woman in Oklahoma is facing felony charges after planting child pornography on her husband's phone. Oh, God. To try and win an upcoming custody battle. She also got a friend to help her do it. So what they did was they went on, they got a hold of his phone, and they uploaded a bunch of, it says from the dark web, so just like really, really heinous pictures. Well, they figured out that they were behind it, so guess what they're being charged with? Child porn. Yeah, the child porn for planning the child porn on the husband's You had cell to go phone. to the dark web to get it. Yes, that's, that's right. The same as a child so pornographer. The estranged wife and the friend who helped her do it are both being charged with child pornography. Here is Garvin County Sheriff Jim Mullet. That's right. Mullet can be a last name. It's nothing to laugh about. The husband was initially arrested and kept in jail overnight. Can you imagine just knowing that you didn't do this? and Right. Knowing for a fact that you didn't do this and yet being in jail for it and wondering, how am I ever going to clear my name? Uh, something like this. In Austin, a uh, family really wants to get back a pair of gazing balls. 
Wait, that somebody what? stole from their garden. Gazing balls. What the hell are uh, gazing balls? It's kind of like a mirrored surface. And Is that like from uh, Lord of the Rings? Where the no, I you see them in the garden section at Lowe's or Tuesday morning oh, has them around okay. springtime. It's just like yeah, a yeah. like a, a ball. A ball you can gaze upon. You can gaze <laughs> upon. There you go. Uh, yeah, gazing balls are part of garden decor. They're glass spheres that are mostly in gardens to look nice, but some people believe they have other benefits like warding off evil or bringing good luck. Whatever. They sell them. I've seen them. What? This one glows in the dark. In Lord of the Rings, you could communicate with Saruman. <laughs> but some, some, of them are, some of them are solar powered, so it absorbs the sun and then they, they glow at night. Awesome. Awesome. A homeowner in Austin named Gail Hines caught someone stealing her gazing balls <laughs> on her ring camera last Wednesday. The thief got away, and they got away with the gazing balls, but in the f- footage you can see and hear him, the uh, perpetrator, collecting the balls and driving away. So you're thinking, oh, replace them. How much could they be? Right. These gazing balls happen to contain the ashes of Gail's mother and father. Ah. Uh. Both of Gail's parents died during the pandemic, so she had their ashes put inside a couple of custom gazing balls, which she then put out in her garden. And they were among the ones stolen. The thief is still on the run, and Ms. Hines, Gail, is desperate to get her parents back. She's asking that the thief return the gazing balls or for anyone who has any information to email her at southaustingazingballs at gmail.com. And they're supposed to ward off evil? A little. I don't know. What are gnomes for? What are the what are old garden gnomes for? I thought they were just like decoration. Lawn. Yeah, I think it's, I think mostly they're just decoration. Of course, Folklore. if you got your parents' ashes, they've got more significance than a regular garden ornament. But this guy stole them right out of their guard. Can you imagine the size of the balls this guy must have? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, John. You're only encouraging I know. this kind of joke. Know, this kind of low funny. hanging fruit. But it's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. It is funny. <laughs> A 36 year old man in Columbus, Ohio, named Brett Red, called the police last Monday, reported that his truck was stolen. Weirdly, the truck was stolen by his passenger while he was at the gas station. So Brett had a passenger, and when he was getting gas, the passenger stole the truck. Police located the truck and arrested the man who took it. Like, was he giving somebody a ride or a hitchhiker, or what was (laughs) going on here? Who was this mysterious passenger? But in the process of searching for the vehicles, police looked up information on it. They discovered that it was reported stolen before they got the call on the stolen truck. So they were looking up the the details. As it turns out, just five days before, Brett Red had stolen the truck, and then it was stolen (laughs) from somebody else. He stole the same truck from a landscaping company. Oh, my God. So they went and arrested Brett, too. (laughs) Now both men... Brett and the guy who stole his stolen truck, if you're following all this, have been charged with receiving stolen property. How could you take my truck? 
How could you take the truck? <laughs> as far as we know, the second thief was not connected to the landscaping company. So it isn't a case of somebody stealing their own property back. It's right. just It was just it just happened to be another theft. Is there no honor among thieves? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not in the Columbus, Ohio area. Mm-mm. Don't do that. That's, That's good right. advice. Mm-hmm. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. On Loudwire Nights tonight, Tony gets to play extra Nine Inch Nails because it's Trent Reznor's birthday. Speaking of which, we'll get to the Mo Show calendar in just a few minutes. So extra Nine Inch Nails coming up tonight at 10 o'clock, Mission Metallica. Loudwire Nights, weeknights, 7 to midnight on 95.5 KLAQ. And Cool Canyon Night started up with a beautiful evening, and everybody had a great time. It's our free concert series. Westar presents Cool Canyon Nights at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater every Thursday for the summer season. Yeah. We got, uh, we got several weeks back-to-back every Thursday, a free concert, and a very eclectic mix of artists. Concerts start at 6 p.m., and then the uh, main act begins on the patio stage about an hour after that. Again, the concerts are free to attend. And coming up this Thursday on the patio stage, the Pie Sisters, and at 7 on the main amphitheater stage, Siobhan is performing. You can get the entire series lineup for West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights. Find it on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and on the KLAQ mobile app. Special thanks to White Claw, Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, and Charlie Clark Nissan. Orale. I can't believe you guys can resist doing that. Orale. Charlie Clark Nissan. Orale. Orale. Joanna has an article up about the uh, Cheeto Monkey Lady. Mm-hmm. Hot Cheeto. Cheeto Monkey Lady. She denies that they yeah. were flaming hot Cheetos. She, we were watching this story uh, that Channel 7 did. But oh, Joanna's, is the interview out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we found Long the interview. Uh, Lucy Ray was identified as the mm-hmm. woman who jumped into the spider monkey enclosure in the zoo. She says they were regular Cheetos. Oh, not, plot not twist. Hot Cheetos. Right, because we know that they like they can handle regular Cheetos. A woman like, who would, wasn't bad. <laughs> a woman who would later be identified as Ray was filmed disregarding the safety measures at the zoo and entering the animal enclosure and feeding, well, hot Cheetos, even though she says they weren't hot Cheetos. All right. Good to know. Zoo director Joe Montesano, our buddy, yeah, told Joe. KVI News Jungle the woman. Joe. Jungle Joe. Hey, that's great. Have we called him that before? Yes. <laughs> who came up with that? Me? He did. Him. <laughs> Him. He's, well, Joe said the lady was stupid and lucky she was able to get out of the enclosure unharmed. Uh, the zookeeper, Mason Kleiss, said that Ray could have been injured. Quote, these are primates we're talking about. They could do some substantial damage to you. They may be small monkeys. 
but they can take you to the ground if they want to. How strong are spider monkeys? Right? I, I think they're all pretty, you know, I think monkeys in general are pretty strong. So here she is with her attorney, Mark T. Davis. If you remember, she worked for an attorney, and when yes. she was identified on social media as the spider monkey Cheeto lady, she got fired from that job, and mm-hmm. this guy decided that it was, Mark Davis decided it was unfair, so he hired her. Yep. And he, so when KVIA did the story, you see on the on the desk, it looks like it's probably at Mark Davis's office. They've got a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. That was a prop that they brought. That, that they was, brought. Yeah, it wasn't the TV uh, station that brought that. You Lucy know what? I and thought, her attorney I thought it brought. was like a, a Photoshop where they just put that in the, the feature. No, no. even in, in the story, they point out that they brought their own bag of flaming hot Cheetos to deny that they were flaming hot Cheetos. Uh-huh. So uh, Mark Davis is saying he, since he's hired her, she's done a great uh-huh. job, and she's got three raises already. So he's saying that <laughs> Lucy, the girl who breached right. the enclosure, is the, the one, one who, who put hot cheetahs. Right. All right. Uh, All right. Well, you're getting your props mixed up. Well, why would you? Why do you if, have a hot Cheeto? Right. Bag she there. she has the flaming hot Cheeto bag, but she's saying that they were regular Cheetos. Yeah, that's what we'll look past. So is the zoo still going after, or who's the criminal case? I'm not is entirely the sure. zoo against her, or it would be the zoo, I, I assume. Well, I, I, no, it'd be the the city probably, right, or the the DA probably charging with criminal trespass or something like that. If I if memory serves, because there were a couple incidents at the El Paso Zoo with people getting into an area they weren't supposed to. There was this one, and then there was another one, yeah. very close. It was same like time. maybe a few weeks earlier, somebody tried to put their kids in the, I want to say, orangutan exhibit. That was also caught on camera. <laughs> but she did her escapade inside the spider monkey thing. like, yes. And she got all the way in there. I mean, she close did. enough to give them a, a Cheeto. Spider monkeys have the strongest tail. Oh. Yeah. So this is Dr. Oh. Victoria Milney, who's the chief veterinarian at the El Paso Zoo. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. You just said what I said. I mean, you would expect even a child to know. Okay, th- oh my God. this is the area the you're not supposed to go excited, into. excited, so I was just, you know, following their Giving them some Cheetos. You know, I like Cheetos. I thought he might like Cheetos. Well, it turns out spider monkeys eat fruit. Not Cheetos. Apparently they eat Cheetos, too, because they eat the ones that this lady gave them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, that's it's a good a lesson. Great lesson, yeah. What does she mean she didn't see signs telling her not to go in there? You don't think you are you know you're not supposed to go into animal exhibits? That's, that's obvious, right? That's universally known. You would think. Yeah, I would assume that anybody... Who goes to the zoo knows you can't get in with the in animals. in the modern world knows... Oh, you're not. This is an interactive thing. You're not supposed to get in there with the monkeys. <laughs> you know, they were just right there, and there was just like and they a, seemed excited. They seemed excited in. after I climbed this big tall wall, and I'm not sure why Mark T. Davis is such a big fan of this lady. Like, because he's not getting publicity. He take, he, he, yeah. Yeah, but is it is it good publicity? I don't know. Any we're saying his name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I guess that's with the 
adage that any publicity is good publicity. I'm trying to research whether a spider monkey could have eaten her face. I know. What would have happened if this went a different way? What if she had slipped and hurt herself while getting into the exhibit? Then she would sue the the zoo. (laughs) What if the monkeys, like, attacked her? Apparently, uh, spider monkeys have very strong tails, and uh, they only weigh about 20 to 30 pounds, though. Can spider monkeys... Can spider monkeys kill you? Attack humans. Can spider monkeys kill you is on there. If they... If they got agitated enough. The bite can prove deadly because it can cause uh, anaphylactic shock in humans. You know, one of the things that I think most modern zoos try to do is not have a gigantic 20-foot gate. You know, so you can kind of see the animals in their habitat. And you assume, well, no sensible adult is going to jump over this little three-foot gate or whatever they've got there because, you know, they're outside. And, yeah, oh. if somebody was bound and determined to get in there, right. obviously they could do it. But you're, it's just assumed you know you're not supposed to go in there and screw around with the, right. with the animals. Common sense. Common sense would tell you this. Oh, wow. Adult spider monkeys are strong, unpredictable, aggressive, and they have a mouthful of very sharp teeth that can do serious damage. Yeah, she's lucky she didn't get bit or... Attacked by a you know a group of them, maybe could have lost finger. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> a woman in Florida's pet dog was severely mauled by a neighbor's pet spider monkey. Zoo attack: drunk man bitten by spider monkeys in Brazil. After he went into their enclosure when he was drunk. Why do they call them spider monkeys? Do they eat spiders? No. Or are they like? They got long arms. Yes, that's but that's a, what all monkeys. No, have. they have really, really long arms that they can that they use to swing. That they're really good at swinging. So that's what makes them look like spiders. Brachiating, I believe, the term. Are you showing off your monkey knowledge? Are you monkeying around? No, with us? you said that monkeys swing, and I thought maybe you were picturing like a like a you know a car key party or something. <laughs> Some monkey like car swap. key party. What a reference! I only know that from the seventies show. That seventies show. All oh, right, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Donna's parents, parents were yeah. like into <laughs> into swinging? And Red was like, "We gotta go. Kitty. We gotta go, kitty." <laughs> but they're putting all their keys in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Let's find out what's happening on our calendar. As we mentioned, Trent Reznor's having a birthday today. He won an Oscar for composing the score to The Social Network. So Academy Award winner Trent Reznor, 57 today. Today is International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. Today is also Same-Sex Marriage Day. From Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme is 49. Now, is he the one... Who got way into UFOs and started the uh, To the Stars Academy. Lisa really knew a lot about Josh Homme. Maybe. Or am I thinking of somebody different? Is he a musician? Yes, he's the founder of Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Queens of the Stone Age. Dancing with the Stars, one of the dancers, Derek Hoff, is 37 today. And one of the new kids on the block is having a birthday. Jordan Knight is 52. 
Oh, he was my sister's favorite. Was your it? sister was a big NKOTB fan? But yep. You, they were before your time, probably? Yep. What was the first boy band that you remember liking? Me, myself? Yeah. Backstreet Boys. Did you have any like heartthrob posters on your wall when I you were a did. kid? I did. I had some here at the station. <laughs> you seem like the type of girl who might have been in uh, Jonathan Taylor into Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Did you have a JTT poster? No, when you were growing up? I didn't. Okay. You mean the kid from Home Improvement? Yeah. Yeah. And he was a real JTT. teen heartthrob. Yeah. He was. Like yeah. a lot of a lot of your friends probably did have this yeah. poster on the wall, but. Inya is 61. She has sold more than 75 million albums. She's the second best-selling Irish act ever behind U2. And boxing legend Sugar Ray Leonard is also having a birthday. He won an Olympic gold medal and world championships at four different weight classes. One of the greats. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard is 66. Do you know any Enya songs, Buzz? Who can say oh, where yeah, I love? Isn't also is she the one who sells so many records, but she hardly ever tours? Yes, like she does very, oh. very little touring. Orinoco Flow. Say it away. Oh yeah, I've heard one. that. I've heard that. <laughs> Obviously, she's a shoe in for the Rock Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's just a matter of time, right? Once Dolly Parton and Eminem are in there. Inya's sure to be next. A couple notable dates in history. 177 years ago, the rubber band was patented in 1845. That seems like it would be a hard thing to claim credit for. Okay, so you know there's rubber, right? Yeah. Well, we've cut it up into these strips, and you put it around stuff you want to keep together. I came up with it. No, I did. No, I did yeah, what kind of stuff would you put your rubber band around? You know, anything you needed to keep together, like a burrito. Or, or this newspaper. Or a newspaper, <laughs> right. A burrito? What burritos have you seen with rubber bands on them? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you first came out with a rubber band, I'm sure they were yeah. just spitballing ideas. What right. could we possibly use this for? Today's the International Day Against Homophobia, and it's same-sex marriage day for a couple of reasons. 18 years ago, on this date... Massachusetts became the first U.S. state to legalize same-sex marriage. So this would have been 2004. We have come so far. Now it's legal in every state, whether those states like it or not. <laughs> and 30 years ago, a, a scant 30 years ago, listen to this, Joanna. Okay. 1992, the World Health Organization, you know, one of the main sources that we go to for COVID information. The right. World Health Organization in 1992 removed homosexuality from its list of mental illnesses. N so when? 1992. 1992. So prior Whoa. to 1992, the WHO, the World Health Organization, had homosexuality on its list of mental, mental illnesses. illnesses. Huh. Isn't that crazy that not even before not even before we were born right right when we were born joanna yeah people could still be classified oh you just have a mental if if oh you're gay oh yeah, if you went in oh. you're just have a somebody, sickness if they were like well let me look it up here on the world health see what the world health organization well they say that you have a mental illness mm -hmm. so you should probably 
try and cure that. Have you tried praying? Pray the gay away. Yeah. Uh, this is also National Salad Month. So our man on the street has been active uh, talking about National Salad Week. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're coming up on time to wrap up the show, but I want to remind you that in the 10 o'clock hour, close to 10 o'clock, we're going to have a code word for our Motley Crew Def Leppard flyaway trip. You could win this trip, airfare for two, hotel for two, $500 spending cash to go see Motley Crew, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison all in concert, Miami, June 19th. Every day we give out three code words, approximately 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. Last day we're going to be giving out code words, though, is this Sunday, but every day includes Saturday and Sunday, so be listening. Oh, man. I got a few neckline calls here. Uh, People call in and leave messages for us on the toll-free neckline. You can do the same at 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-NECK. 6325. So, Fuzzy was out on Monday for the entire day because of a sports injury. <laughs> I have two points to make. One, Buzz Adams and sports injuries don't go in the same sentence. <laughs> the only sports that guy participates in is how quickly he can run to the restroom. Yeah. True. And two, I was listening to the Mo Show podcast and heard all the times Buzz ruined the Doctor Strange movie. Now, I'm not saying Buzz deserves getting an injury. I'm just saying the universe has ways of correcting those who have wronged others. Wait, is that a line from Doctor Strange? From Marvel? The universe has a way of crying. Th- I have a feeling that was a that was a line from Loki. Cassez-toi, merde, connard. Vous êtes un grand cochon. What did he call you? That, he was speaking French right now, right? Yeah, he, those, those were some those were some foul language words. Oh. I can't repeat. Okay. I think you probably know what me is, though. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the this was your car, karma for <laughs> spoiling Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, first of all, I didn't miss the entire show. I left like at seven fifteen because my shoulder true. was hurting yeah. so bad. Very true. <laughs> really hurt. <laughs> you remember? Uh, Does it make you think twice about spoiling in the future? I don't consider what I said a spoiler. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I mean, unless it spoils some major, major point in the movie, but just saying, oh, guess who shows up as this character, or guess... That, that's called a spoiler. That a spoiler. I don't consider that a spoiler. That is... Okay, so some people sorry. do consider that a spoiler, buddy. <clears throat> um, so don't do that. I do my best, and you guys have got to do your part to... To shut me down. (laughs) Somebody said it was my fault. Yeah. Because I have the power to stop you. But what they don't realize is me and Joanna don't care that much. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Compared to Lisa and Brandon. Brandon and Lisa cared. I don't care. The day after Joanna and Lisa went to see 
Doctor Strange, <laughs> I just told Joanna, I just asked her a series of questions. Is so-and-so in it? Does this happen? Does mm-hmm. that happen? It didn't ruin the enjoyment for of the you. movie. For, for you. For you. For others, it's a bit troublesome. All I ask is that you respect my boundaries. You respect theirs or you're going to break a leg <laughs> next <laughs> Hey, good morning, guys. It's Biani. Hey! Um, so, since I've moved to Oklahoma, I've noticed I learned a lot of new words um, I'd like to share with you. Right. Um, so, let's start with the first one. Let's see. I have social, as in I have to pick up my new social security card. <laughs> Saturday. As in, Friday, we went to the lake, but Saturday, we <laughs> saw the game. That is absolutely true. Saturday. Saturday. Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. That, she's right about that. Most of this applies for, like, the Dallas area as well. I feel like a lot of the dialect. So-so? You, well, you, you have a so-so security? Warship. Warsh. I listen to the praise and worship in the morning on the way to work. Yeah. Like worship. 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 Well, I've also heard that when they're like, oh, wash up for dinner. Worship. (laughs) Oh, the washing machines, bro. Yeah. Posited. As in, did my check get posited (laughs) in my account? Okay, well, some of this is just general hillbilly speak, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do some people talk like that in Oklahoma? That is true. Do all of them talk like that? Maybe. Most. Maybe. Most. Also, I know which town she moved to. She moved to Woodward. So it's like a little town, but it's also far enough away from any major town that is... Pretty country. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely isolated. Like, you can't drive and be in a city within an hour. Oh, wow. Woodward. Exter. As in, may I have some exter syrup? Slushy. <laughs> As in, I put it in the freezer and made it slushy. Slushy. And noon 30. <laughs> I never heard that one before. That's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. I guess it's 1230, but they say noon 30 here. They do. <laughs> oh my God. Why noon 30? noon 30? I don't know. And then my all-time favorite so far, wash. As in, I need to wash my clothes today. <laughs> I love how she gave sentences. Yeah, funny. right? Like this was the code to the keyword in the game. Yeah. <laughs> wash. I'm going to start saying noon 30. My mom... Her younger sister, so my Aunt Linda, moved to Olympia, Washington. Washington. <laughs> Washington. When we were kids. Well, that's it for my Okie Dictionary. Bye, guys. Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks, Biani. Uh, real quick, let's just hit a couple of things that uh, happened. Amber Heard denied the poop allegation. She says she didn't poop the bed. Oh, there's the clip that we were That's t- the clip. Is, Yeah, right. They got this one mislabeled. This is whether or not she donated her divorce settlement. She said she was going to donate 100% of her divorce settlement. $7 million. And, Yeah. 
And what were you saying? Like there was, this was being pointed out. A footage of her in a, on a European talk show saying, I've donated all of that already. She basically said, I donated $7 million to ACL. Have you donated? No, no, but I've made the pledge to. This is the, the poop that ended up on the bed that Johnny Depp said the poop was bigger than the dog itself, so it couldn't have been the dog. All right, Amber Heard back on the uh, stand today, we believe. Have a great one, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. We'll talk to you then. So long.